Welcome to Gadgets for Family, the tech podcast for the person that spent way too much money last week and the person that took our advice and <laughs> Greg has his hand raised and the person that took our advice and used things like trade-ins and other resources to get the best price possible and anyone else trying to looking to get more out of their lives through tech. I'm your host, Jay Benjamin. And I'm your host, Greg Cunningham. And I don't think I spent too much money, but I wish I hadn't had to spend quite that much. But I did, right? And I think this also applies to all of those that are still sitting there waiting for the hand-me-down, right? Yep. (laughs) Like, yeah. Which is the best part of the year. Please get up at 6 a.m. and order that phone so I can have a new one. Yep, yep. So, Greg, iPad OS is out, iOS 7, uh, watchOS. Everything has been released. The phones are are available for pre-order, right? The new watches are available in the store right now. So... Now is the time we get to talk about what we've been so excited for since WWDC back in June, right? We get to talk about the purchases that we made, our experiences with iOS and things like that, and, uh, you know, share that with everyone else who's into this sort of thing. What do you think? Yeah, I'm excited. So I think the watches are available in the store, right? But they won't deliver till Friday. I mean, Friday is delivery day for anybody that got lucky enough to get their phone on day one. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I think the watches were still pretty much in stock. So I think if you still want a series nine or a ultra two, you still got a a shot at getting that on release day. I don't think you're getting phones on release day, but we can talk about that. No, no, no. Unless you get lucky and and go into a store and they say, Hey, you know what? Someone canceled. We have one back here or someone returned or whatever the, the, the issue may be. You may, you, you may get a little luck on your side, but we'll, well see. I think so, what you need to do, I don't think it'll work for release day, but if you want to get one, let, let's say you play, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, right? If you ordered mm-hmm. a phone and it's going to be in November, because a lot of them got pushed to November, right? If yep. you did that, you should be going in. If you want it sooner, you should be going in and checking on a regular basis. They update their inventory in stores once mm-hmm. a day. so. Go in and check and see if by chance, you know, one got into a store that's close to you that you were willing to go in and pick up. So keep your eye on that if you're clear out to November. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought the keynote was last week. I thought we'll talk about everything that we learned new since then. Right. Specs and and different details, what what um, uh, functionality and things like that. Uh, We'll talk about that today and also how the ordering process went, because you didn't have the easiest time. No, well, let, let's save that. But it, it was not, and I wasn't, definitely was not the only one that had problems. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw some complaints out there. So so uh, we'll get into that today. But before we dive in, uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's been listening every week with us. You guys have been tuning in every week. Thank you so much. And also, thank you to the people that stumbled into the show by accident. Right. We know you guys were looking for uh, widgets for families. And uh, that's the uh, the weekly tech show about widgets. Uh, this is gadgets for families. But since you're here, you might as well listen. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't forget, share, 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 share the show with your coworkers, share the YouTube channel with your neighbors, share our shorts with your friends, families and anyone else you feel that will get more uh, some value out of um you know, the things that we talk about here on the show. So again, uh, thank you to everyone. And uh, don't forget to share. Really watch that YouTube channel. Cause I think we're getting to a point where 
we're going to get a little more video and maybe some different kinds of video up there, especially in yep. a couple of weeks when somebody decides to take vacation. So, yeah, yeah, we're going to be ramping that thing up here uh, pretty soon. So definitely uh, share it out. At least get get your friends and coworkers and family subscribe to it. That way they'll be notified when the, the new videos come out. So. So, Greg, you sent me an article last week from uh, uh, Mark Gurman over at Bloomberg, and I read through it. And as much as I agreed with him, the more I agreed with him, the less that I agreed with him. You know what I mean? By the time I got to the end of the article, I was like, oh, you know, I'm just not feeling this train of thought. So I didn't reply back to you. Uh, well, I think I replied back to you, but I wanted to talk about it on the show instead of you and I just talking it through in the evening time or whatever. So one, I wanted to get your take on it to see what you thought and how you felt about it. And then it kind of explained what I mean by you know, I agreed with it and then I didn't agree with it. Yeah. I mean, the premise here for those that don't uh, subscribe to his power on newsletter is that this year's phones are just good enough to get mm -hmm. them through until next year when they're expecting bigger updates. And I think that would probably apply to the watches too, because there's rumors about these massive watch, the 10th anniversary of the watch, getting these massive updates next year too. So his premise yes. is that, uh, this year's updates are just good enough to keep their sales going and till they can get to the big update next year. And funny enough, two weeks ago, I released, a, or last week, whichever one it was, I released a podcast episode on Leaders Lift about good enough being good enough. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I used Apple as an example, but I don't know. I think, I think these phones are good updates. Yes. I think, especially if you think about the camera updates, right? I think those are pretty significant. And maybe I, I think the 15s, not the pros, but the regular phones got a bigger boost than the so. pro phones did, right? right? Right. So do I think these are revolutionary takes? No. Do I know how Apple could absolutely rep revolutionize the round rectangular mm -hmm. objects that we call phones? I, until they move to folding, I don't know, right? So I think they are good enough. Um, mm -hmm. I think they're going to get a bigger sales bump. I think there's enough in these phones. And I think there's a lot of people like me that have been holding on to their phones a little longer. And right. so now is the time. So I understand what he's saying. I'm just excited to get a phone. And maybe if I wasn't getting the phone this year, I, I wouldn't <laughs> be so excited about it. But I think they're good updates. I don't think they're yes. revolutionary updates in any way. Yeah, right, right. And I feel the same way. But you remember back when, um, you know, they had the 6 and the 6 Plus and then they did the 6S and then, you know, it always, or well, since the 4 and then the 4S, the 3 and the 3GS, you know, they, they've always said that the next version was just an incremental bump, right? right. It, it never was, was revolutionary. And then, they, then they'll change the form factor to something else with the next number, uh, uh, the next number model. And then there's an incremental bump. I don't think Apple's doing that now, right? I, I, I think because there's so much competition, there's so much, and, and, you know, we know that teenagers are going to the iPhone and they're migrating from Android and, and all of that. But, there's still so much competition out there. I don't think Apple can afford to, to just do okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we know as, as you know, insiders, not that we're, you know, 
industry insiders, but we know from our experience in the tech world that so they order millions of parts for these phones to 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 roll out these devices, but some of these parts have to be reused in multiple models, right? You order a thousand, or, or I say a thousand, you order millions of home buttons, you have to use that for several models to to use up all that inventory. Nobody's throwing things out of the back of the, the warehouse. So so when they say it's just good enough, I don't think so. Like they stand on the stage and they say every year, this is the best iPhone ever. And I, and I believe that, right? I believe this iPhone 15 and the, the 15 Pro Max are the best iPhones ever, you know? So when they say, oh, it's just good enough, that's because we know what's coming next year. That's because we know the plans that Apple have, the companies that they buy, the technology that they're experimenting with, but the average person doesn't know. Yeah. So, you know, when we go down this, this line of thinking that, oh, this is just an incremental bump, wait for next year, no company will be in business, right? No, no, you know, they can't make money by everyone, all of their customer base waiting for the next thing. So they have to give everything they got now into whatever device that they're given. Yeah. I think about, Maybe here's another train of thought, though, with Apple, too, is they're in the process of because we know that more than half of their revenue is based on the iPhone. Right. Mm -hmm. But they're in the process of kind of switching away from that to a certain extent. Right. There's the new focus on the Vision Pro. And we actually saw quite a few references to the Vision yes. Pro in the keynote. And then you've got the new AirPods, which we'll talk about, that have mm -hmm. a feature that's only going to be compatible with the Vision Pro. And so it's going to be interesting over the next couple of years to see what Apple does to keep people buying smartphones, right? Because there is a lull in the smartphone market period right now. Yes. All manufacturers everyone, everyone. are seeing yep. it, right? It used to be that a lot of people upgraded every year and most people upgraded every two. And I think those upgrade cycles have been pushed out partially because the quality of these devices. I mean, my yes, three-year-old, better. My three-year-old iPhone 12 Pro is still 85% battery full capacity. Right? Apple mm -hmm. doesn't replace batteries until they go below 80. So I've still got a ways to go on a three-year-old yeah. device, and combine that with incremental feature updates. Right? If you don't mm -hmm. care about these new cameras, if you're not using it, if you're not a photographer, or if you've got professional equipment and you're just using it because it's the phone that's in your pocket, right? Yes. Combine all of those things, and I think those, those upgrade cycles are being pushed out longer and longer and longer. So that's one thing that's against them. And then I think this whole transitioning into that Vision Pro world, right? I mean, Vision yes. Pro is not going to sell in mass for years still to come, but you can see that that's where their vision's going, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the new Pro cameras are gonna record video, spatial video, so 3D video, right? Yes. That's compatible with the Vision Pro, even before the Vision Pro comes out. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, you know, what do they do? I do think they're gonna to have to deal with form factor because form factor and color are the things that the person on the street sees when they walk into a store and mm -hmm. says, oh, my phone looks old compared to that new one. What new features does it have? Well, not a whole lot. Okay, yeah, but it still looks way better, so I'm going to buy it, right? Yes. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's another thing that they're struggling with right now is they're trying to balance getting ready for that. iPhone is not the flagship device. Yep. I mean, that's still years and years off, but anyway, maybe. It's still. 
But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. When you when you think about the the center of your your tech, you know, environment, um, not being the iPhone, right? For most of us, it is. Even all of my HomeKit stuff, uh, you know, your HomePods, your everything. The phone is still the center of all of that. You know what I mean? And when you take the iPhone out of the center, yeah, what do you replace it with? And yeah, I can see in the future things like the Vision Pro and things like that. So we'll see. You know, all pretty interesting stuff, but. You know, we'll we'll see what what has to come. But yeah, at the end of the day, I don't agree with that line of thinking that this is just uh, good enough until next year. I think this is the best that they can do right now. Even if you don't agree with it, it's the best phone on the market. And it is. But um, yeah, if everybody had that 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 train of thought, then no company would sell anything. Yep, I agree. All right, Greg. So we had some follow up uh, discussions that you had on the uh, on the list on the agenda to talk about today. What do you got? Yeah, I remember I had that told you about that listener that um, had been thinking about, hey, I'm reading a lot on my phone. I want a bigger screen. And we talked about which iPad might be good for right, them. Right, They're right. also a photographer, right? So um, yes. I did talk to her last week and uh, she's getting a pro phone, not the Mac. Okay. So um, I was a little surprised by that because I thought for sure that mm -hmm. she would go up to the Pro Max so that she'd get that bigger screen. But, um, but yeah, so she got the Pro phone and um, for Christmas she'll be looking at an iPad and she's going to do some okay. exploration as to which one it is. And then, yeah, she had a bunch of follow-up questions for us like uh, – are they doing FaceTime messaging? So I said, yes. So if you didn't catch us mm -hmm. saying that they are doing FaceTime messaging and you know, the, um, the, the transcribing voicemail messages that goes in there too. So a bunch of big features like yes. that. So anyway, she's on a 13 is going up to the 15, which is great. And then I'll be looking for an iPad. But in my conversation with her, the other thing that came up is that her husband was debating over getting a new watch. Now, I haven't followed up to see if he actually purchased one or not. Um, but I said, I'll tell you my recommendation, as long as the size isn't a big deal, is it's ultra all the way. Yes. And that the price of the ultra absolutely is justified by the difference between it and the standard model watch. And she said, well, yeah, that's what he's been debating on is the price. And so my take on it, and I think yeah. you agree with this, is Absolutely. If you've got the funds and the size is not a problem, the Ultra is the mm -hmm. watch you should get, right? It, right, right. And everyone that, that asks me about it when I'm out or when I'm at an event or a market or something like that, I tell them, if you're thinking about it, stop thinking. This is the Apple Watch that we've been waiting for. So I know there's an Ultra 2 that's out. So if you're going to buy one new, you might as well go with the Ultra 2. But um yeah, if the size, the bulkiness is not a factor and, and you, you can afford it, I, I would say go with it. Yeah, especially if you were one that would want the stainless steel instead of the aluminum. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a decent price difference between the stain or the aluminum entry level nine, right? And, yes, the, and the stainless ultra. steel. But then by the time yeah. you get to the stainless, you're getting close enough to yeah. that anyway. I think it was 100 bucks or something. Yeah, Off all the of the of extra head, features. The battery life, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, just yeah. If you're if you're, I'll tell you what. If you're gonna go stainless, and the bigger of the watches, mm -hmm. you better look at the ultra. Yep. And that it's should be the the first one. So either you want the yep. aluminum, in my opinion, because you don't want the size, 
or you don't want to spend the money because it's just a watch. Like I would never spend the extra money on my wife getting that watch because that's not what she uses it for. The only reason she has a titanium one is because I had the titanium and handed it (laughs) down to her. Right. 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 So, Otherwise, she would be okay with the aluminum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just for the, the, the tracking and the, the, the health tracking and things yep. like that. But, yeah. If you need things like battery life, if you need things like a bigger screen, the brighter screen, yeah, ultra all day. Yep. I agree. Yeah, so that was it for follow-up. Super simple this, this time around. All right. So something simple for the current stuff. It, it's uh, just uh, about the, uh, the review embargoes, right, Greg? Yeah, they dropped. It looks like they're over today because I have I saw the videos start coming out. I haven't had a chance to look at my Twitter feed, but I saw that articles are out, videos are out. So mm-hmm. um, just if you really want to get in and see what people are thinking about those uh, the devices that we're fortunate enough to get them in advance, someday maybe, mm-hmm. Jason, you and I will get review devices, right, that we can yeah. play around with. No, and, someday we'll, we'll be at Apple Park. Yeah. Then we have to worry about <laughs> dropping the review right on the deadline and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, those are out there. Over the next couple of weeks, um, we'll talk about what we purchased. But over the next couple of weeks, hopefully, we'll talk about our personal experiences with the devices. But those yeah. are out there. Um, I'd recommend, you know, if you just search for the reviews, you're going to get all the people that got the early release devices. Yeah. So yeah. lucky them. And this is my favorite time, too, because you get to see, you get to see unboxings of, of the devices in different lighting, right? You know, it's one thing to see those those live reviews when they're at Apple Park or, you know, at whatever um whatever uh venue they're having the uh you know the the uh the keynote. You get to see those devices in the perfect lighting and things like that, but when people unbox them at home in their studios or live or outside, you get to see these devices in different lighting and stuff and you can really get an idea of how these colors look and uh how these devices look in person. So, um yeah, this is this is my favorite time when they can start releasing those videos and stuff. And you'll see more and more of those drop this week. All right, folks. So now we're going to jump into our main topic today. And again, we're going to be talking about everything that we've learned um, since the uh, since the keynote, since all of the information is is dropped from some of our peers that do reviews and, and uh, tech commentators and stuff and just everything that we've learned since then. So let's start with some of the, the stuff for the OSs. Right. So iOS, iPad OS, watch OS, they were all released yesterday, which was uh, the 18th. Um, Mac, uh, Mac OS Sonoma will be released later, uh, later this month on the 25th. Right. Is that 26th? The, that, I think I think I have this wrong in the notes. So the I think it's next Tuesday that they were releasing it anyway, sometime next week. OK, so and just remember on the iPad, you can always just go to settings in general and you'll see that that um, that update if there's an update you'll see actually two sections right you'll see if you hadn't updated to the latest version of 16.3 yeah i think we're out to 16.6.1 now so you may see that at the top of your screen and then you're going to see the ios 17 logo and just a single line at the bottom if you want to get in the ios 17 track so right right so so you can you can update to the latest and greatest and then after that then it'll be those incremental updates for iOS 17. So, and uh, that's the same on both iPad and uh, and and iPhone. Yeah, also, I, uh, I will say oh, that I checked it on my mom's because I didn't pay attention. We were on the betas, right? And so we kind of got the mm-hmm. incremental updates. But yes. on the iPhone 12, it was a three gigabyte update. Okay, wow. So it's pretty I didn't big. It to be that big. So it's going to take 
just a little bit of time, um, especially if you're not on a high speed internet connection. So just plan on it. Yes. Right. Just yep. uh, start it before you go to bed and let it run its course. And when you wake up in the morning, you'll be good to go. Yep. Yeah. But make sure you have that space too. You know, if you're one of those ones that run to the limit of, of your, your storage, you're going to have to delete all of that. So, or not delete all of that. Make sure you back your photos or, or whatever else needs to be uh, transferred off of the device just to free up that space. So, And Apple does have a thing. If you're out of space, it should walk you through this, but they do allow you to get some extra space to start with on iCloud mm-hmm. to allow some of this stuff to happen. I have not done it, but I know that that's out there. So, Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Greg loves a lot of extra space. So we're going to talk about that later in the show to see which one of these new iCloud tiers he's going to be switching to. So, so Greg for macOS Sonoma, um, only my wife's laptop is going to update to it. I I figure we'll update it sometime after the, after the trip or whatever. But, uh, what about you? Are you, you, you're going to upgrade day one or. I think so. I mean, I don't have, I got looking through my stuff. I don't have a whole lot of non-Apple apps except for the Microsoft suite, right? Mm-hmm. Office 365, everything associated with that. And I've got to think that if those broke on Sonoma, yeah. we would have heard. So yeah, I'm probably going to upgrade on day one. I want to get everything in sync. It's been driving me nuts for the last couple of weeks to have some devices not. And I really think some of my home communication stuff with all my home pods and stuff like that. I really think a lot of yes. that was due to some are on the latest and some are not. And so I want to get everything on there. And um, so, yeah, I'll probably upgrade on day one um, or somewhere close to it. I know day one's the day we record the podcast, so it might be mm-hmm. day two um, that yeah. I go in and do it or I'll run it overnight or something like that. But yeah, I'll update very, very quickly. No reason not to. Okay. And I want the widgets yeah, on my yeah. home screen. We'll see how that on my <laughs> desktop. We'll see how that goes. Widgets everywhere. Right. So one thing I wanted to remind you folks, too, if you are on the beta um, for iOS, iPad OS, um, make sure you turn off those beta updates. You have to actually go in and switch that off. Otherwise, you're going to jump directly into the uh, the beta for 17.1 and if you were just upgrading just because you were in a rush to get these features or you're not interested in being a permanent beta tester, remember to actually go in and turn off uh, that, that beta testing. That way you'll be on the regular, the regular schedule updates and not, you know, like I said, start receiving 17.2 and three and, and all of that and so on. So unless you want to get them, it's a little right. Tough. I mean, in theory, they should yeah. be more stable, but I did find it interesting um, yesterday that second line that says beta updates where you can turn it on or off went away mm-hmm. on all devices. It was gone. And so I noticed it was gone on mine yeah, when, I, uh, when I was w- watching it, but I wasn't sure if that was the case. No, because I thought maybe it was on my iPad because I had gone in and turned it off on my iPad, mm-hmm. but I left it on on my phone, but it was gone on everything and it's back now. So I now see the beta updates line and on my iPad, it was turned off and I've turned it back on because I'm hoping 17.1 has the journaling app. That's the next thing that I'm looking forward yes. to. And I really want to get into that. So it's back. There is no public beta out yet, a new updated version. So, um, but yeah, turn that off. Now you should be able to go in and turn it off. If you weren't seeing it before, you should be able to see it now. Just turn those off if you don't want to stay on the beta cycle. And 
you know, it might actually be a good idea to skip like 17.1's initial one or two mm-hmm. betas and then, you know, go on to the others. Yep. So. Yep. Okay. So let's talk about some of the other stuff that we learned um, since, since, you know, since the keynote and, and things that we've gathered from the week. So the grid forecast in the home app. So I did see this and I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I just, it's just not useful information for me here in, here in Texas, but uh, it's something you might be interested in, right? Yeah. I mean, it's good. I, I just pulled it back up again. And so it's actually varied. I've noticed that it's not always been the same time. Like the first time I pulled it up, it told me that there was more clean energy at two o'clock in the afternoon. And today it's actually showing for about 6.30 before I get cleaner energy, Mm -hmm. right? And I think what this is, is they're just trying to see, you know, when is there less demand or when are the companies that provide your electricity, right? When are they, um, when are they using more renewable energy? And we've got to actually, oddly enough, we've got a really big solar array out, uh, west of where I live. And then in the town okay. a couple hours south, there's a massive one too. So we've got a lot of solar just here in the area feeding into the grid. I don't know where it goes, but um, yeah. yeah, I think this is great. Um, if I ever built another house, which we know I want to live in an RV. Um, so the same yes. thing will go with the RV. I'm going to put a lot of solar on it. But I think if I built another house, I'd put solar in. Um, yeah. I just don't see any reason not to yeah. at this point. So I think it's good. Ties in with Apple's, you know, playing nice with Mother Nature. So. Yes. So, and uh, and I'm the same. I, uh, we plan on when we upgrade the roof or when we, you know, replace the roof and all of that. We plan on looking into solar. So, but yeah, just for the time being, I'm not not too interested in, in where the energy is coming from. But yeah, it, it falls in line with the future. So. The next thing I have is something that I thought that I've had the ability to do. So I looked on, on my wife's phone. She's still running 16 and uh, I looked on another device and it wasn't there. So I'm like, okay, I guess this is actually new for, for uh, iOS 17. And that's being able to listen to web pages in Safari, right? Now it doesn't work on every web page, um, um, but definitely pages with a lot of information on. It works similar to an audio book where you can have, the voice assistant read what's on the web page to you and um you know you you tap on the uh the the two the uppercase and lowercase a's and it gives you an extra menu and um you can choose um how is it worded um i believe it said it, it just says like to read um the 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 page and it it'll read it to you and it works really good and uh, just like the uh, what is it the the reading list page how it darkens all of the the ads and the distractions on the page and it makes it like basically like reading in a uh, in an ebook or something like that but it's a web page really cool it works really good and uh, I like it and it was one of those features that I didn't hear about in the keynote uh, uh, it was one of the guys that we watch that uh, we subscribe to and he mentioned it and I'm like wait I thought we always can do that but no it's a new feature really cool I, I really like it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of features in here. This is a little bit of a spoiler for later, but Apple put out a PDF with all of the um, changes in iOS Mm -hmm. and in macOS Sonoma. It's pages and pages and pages. 
of stuff, yeah. right? And one of the guys that we follow was um, Brandon Butch, right? That we've mentioned from a YouTube yes. standpoint. His all things that changed in iOS 17 video is two hours and 13 minutes long. Wow. Okay. So it's a full I, you know I did see a long film. one from him. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was kind of skipping around in a little bit, but anyway, we'll put a link to the PDF for the iOS 17 stuff that Apple put out, because um, mm-hmm. you can go in and you can see all the little itty bitty things that that they changed. And Safari reading pages is on there. It was also in Federico Vitici's iOS 17 mm-hmm. review. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So a lot of things that just don't don't get any stage time, you know what I mean? That that uh, that a change that you can use in your daily life. Like I can see myself using this, uh, especially when both of my hands are full to get through those long web pages or things that I always say, oh, I'll get to it later and just never get around to reading it. So, all right. So next we have some new uh, ringtones and text tones. Have you played around with any of these? I did. I was hoping the text tones would actually be useful, but my problem is they're hard to hear. So, yeah. you know, you can go Some through and you were can, really low. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'll never hear that. I do think I changed one of the defaults on my phone. So um, we'll see how long that lasts or if I go back to Darth Vader as my default mm-hmm. for it. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. This is the first time in like 10 years they've added new ringtones. And all of the stuff we had yeah. before is now moved to classic. So it's down in that classic yes. section. So I like some of them. You're right. I agree with you. A lot of them were really low. Some of them take time to build to to a louder ringtone. So it'll already be ringing for 30 seconds or so before you can even hear it. But um, some of the ones I do like, I like how they played around with the vibration. Yeah. In the song. They kind of they kind of uh, uh, go along with the song and uh, or, you know, the tone. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So good update with that. I really wish they do allow more sounds on the watch. Right, because a lot of people keep their phones on silent all the time. And I think Mm -hmm. I would do that if I had more flexibility on the watch, right? Like if I could have the same text tone for my wife play on my watch as plays Mm -hmm. on my phone. On the phone, yes. Then I'd probably just keep my phone on silent all the time because my watch is always on my wrist. Right. So I wish they do something more there, but yeah, I mean, some of them, I just felt like, okay, if I really need to hear the sounds, I'm never going to hear that particular one. Now, maybe I'm just getting old and uh, my hearing (laughs) is going out too, but. No, I don't think it's that at all. So I agree with you though. I'm on, I'm on board with that. Some things, so things that I don't want to be notified, I turn them off. Right. But the problem I run into is every notification is the same. Yeah. So if someone comes to the door, I want to be notified differently than my wife texting me or uh, uh, anything, anything, uh, a text message from my brother or something like that. I want to be notified differently than, you know, just a, a regular notification from an app or something like that. Yep. So I, I do hear on the phone different tones and stuff now with uh, with 17, but I kind of want some of that to bleed over to the watch. And I'm sure it'll come in a, in a year or two. So the next one we have on the list uh, is iOS features coming later this year, right? So these are things that didn't drop yesterday with the, with the general release of iOS 17. So you want to talk about some of the things that are, that are coming that they talked about during the keynote, right? Some of the things we were excited about, but just didn't make the cut this time around. 
Yeah, it's just a pretty simple list. We'll put a link to a Mac Rumors article in the show notes, but the journal app, which I've already mentioned, mm-hmm. the whole collaborative playlists where you can combine. I'm excited about this one. So I put out um, every year a Christmas playlist. And mm-hmm. basically I take the previous years and I add new stuff that's come in and my sister and my wife and anybody that follows me on the Apple Music stuff, they love that I do that. I'll probably get asked in about a month where's the Christmas playlist, right? And, yes. and uh, But what would be nice here is for them to be able to go in and say, hey, I heard this song too, right? And I'm hoping that's how this works. Now, I know part of this was for CarPlay, right? But I'm hoping yes. it works on these general ones too because I would love to throw up, hey, here's the 2023 Christmas playlist. Everybody add the new stuff that they find. Um, because I don't usually refine that playlist I refine the songs I liked out of it the next year, right? So okay. this year's playlist is just about stuff I've liked in previous years and mm-hmm. all the new stuff that everybody finds. That's what I would like it to be about. And then I'll narrow it down next year. So that Christmas playlist actually grows not as much as you would think because I take stuff out. Okay, I've heard that one enough and put new stuff in. And, yep. But anyway, that'd be really <laughs> cool. So Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Uh, all I want for Christmas is you is on my playlist every year. And then probably about two weeks later, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over that song. It, you know, I love the song, but all it takes is two or three times, you know, for the year. And I'm, I'm already done with it till next year. So, <laughs> Yeah. And then you. some of the other things, airdrop, internet transfers, right? This is the ability to initiate an airdrop and then walk away and have it keep going over the internet. I'm yep. excited about that. Reacting to messages with any sticker through Tapback. That's coming mm-hmm. up. The messages catch up arrows so that if you know one of Jason and I's threads, we can press the button and go back to and see all the messages we haven't read. That one's coming. And then Apple mm-hmm. ID proximity, which is this is the ability to if you're signing in on a new device and you've got one of your others close, that it'll allow you to sign in uh, much easier than you had in the in the past. So that's from Mac Rumors. Those yeah. are all the things that should be coming too. So okay. Yeah, yeah. Some of these features we we were excited about that um, the the airdrop, which we use almost daily uh, between me and my wife and and me and multiple people, we use that daily. So being able to not have to stand there while large files transfer, uh, I was looking forward to that. So we'll see. Hopefully, you know, it'll it'll come pretty quick. And I was point, I mean, seventeen point one or two or something like that. So Greg, you have some. Uh, you want to talk to us about iPad 17, uh, iPad OS 17? Yeah, so uh, two items I just wanted to make folks aware of to at least think about. On iPad OS 17, I had to re-enable the corner gestures to get quick notes back. And this is the ability to swipe up from the bottom right corner and get your quick notes, your last one mm-hmm. that you started. And I actually had to go in. I had to look for it and turn it on. And I think it has something to do with Stage Manager. Because if you've got Stage Manager turned on, these gestures don't work. These quick note gestures mm-hmm. aren't supposed to work. And so, but it wasn't in the Stage Manager settings. I had to go find it in the Notes setting and turn it back on to re-enable that. So if you're used Quick Notes and you went to 17 and you can't find it, go into the Notes settings and turn that back on there. And then this other one was really weird. Once I upgraded to the Release Candidate, um, so we've got weird sleep schedules going on right now because we've got our youngest grandson that usually ends up in the middle between us, which means sleep yeah. is really weird. And um, But I couldn't remember for a couple of mornings straight turning off my alarm 
on my watch. And I asked my wife, I said, did you hear my alarm go off? And she's like, no, but she says, I'm only half awake because we're trying to get that extra few minutes of sleep. And um, so I did some tests and it wasn't working. And so I actually went back in and I reset my whole sleep schedule um, okay. to get it back. And so it's back. Now, luckily, I did this all on Thursday because Friday morning was pre-order yes. day, which we're going to talk about. <laughs> and I really didn't want to wake up late. So just something for you to kind of pay attention to if you really need um, your alarms, maybe set a second alarm um, on top of your sleep schedule or just pay attention and make sure that those are happening. So I had to do both of those things. But other than that, some of my apps have started playing nice. Like I mentioned that I couldn't use my favorite workout app on the watch because it was just stopping randomly and the audio chime-ins weren't working the way they're supposed to. Well, yeah. yesterday I went for a walk and I forgot that that app had been broken and I just, you know, naturally just turned it on and it worked fine. So, okay, good. And no update to the app itself. I'm still waiting for that. But, um, so something in the release candidate fixed that communication with Bluetooth or whatever API they were calling to do, you know, interact with the mm -hmm. workouts and stuff like that. So, you know, it's better. It's solid now. So I don't have any qualms recommending that if you're ready for these new features, you should be moving your phone to it. And I moved my wife's phone, yeah. iPad, and the watch and everything to it last night. So, yeah. Yeah. Same here. I, I was going to update it before we went to bed, but her phone was down to like 30% or something like that. And, you know, it wants you to be, what, 55 or 50% or over. And um, so I'll, I'll do it today, this evening, when, uh, when we... When I get every device back in hand. Now, Jason, one that I skipped over here, I think you might be excited about the auto portrait mode. So, so that's coming. Some of those features are coming to older phones. And I've specifically heard people call out the 14 Pro is getting some of the auto portrait mode features. Okay. So I was hoping, but it, from my understanding, it was just one of those things that I'm like, okay, only the 15 Pro is getting it. So if the 14 is getting it, then yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. That is, that's one of the features that I really liked about the, uh, you know, one of the standout features from the keynote, even though, you know, like we said, um, uh, um, some of the features, just, it wasn't necessary for me to update to the 15, right. but yeah, if this one's coming, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited about that. I like that. You should play with it this week and see. So, I mean, this is just so everybody gets caught up. This is the ability that you don't have to specifically move to portrait mode and specify which subject is in focus and everything else is not, right? So this is yeah. the ability in your editing to be able to go in and switch between subjects and have any photo have all of the, the portrait data available so that you can edit to yes. it. So Jason, you need to test that for us and let us know because they specifically mentioned the 14. I haven't tried it on my 12, but I kind of doubt it's going to go back that far but uh yeah so test that and come back and let us know next week yeah yeah i'll give it a shot so and then some of your apps just out of the blue started functioning yeah right. that workout doors one was good and yeah you know uh, a couple of other things just kind of seemed to resolve themselves with the release candidate so yeah go okay. upgrade it's yeah. time do it there's plenty of good <laughs> stuff yep yep all right so Let's jump into some watch stuff. And and when I saw your notes, these were some of the things that I've I've learned too. So I was, I was like, okay, let's just go with this. I think this is enough to be 
the, to be able to talk it through. And um, so let's start with some of the questions that we had. And I think you and I both had this question. Will the new Ultra, the uh, the modular watch face, will it be available on the Ultra one? And you found out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's awesome. Did you try it? Yeah, <laughs> I did. So. I mentioned before that I was happy with the the portrait watch face and scrolling through the uh, widgets and maybe use that more. But uh, no, I have to admit when you messaged and said that it was available, I switched and it's been great. So yeah, <laughs> I think I've I'd been use using it. That. I think it would be my default even over the wayfinder going forward. Um, yeah, I do like an analog watch face. So that's the only thing about that one is it's digital, yeah. but. Um, I do like the flexibility of it. Um, I'm not sure if it's available on the regular watches. I haven't checked Karen's yet to see. Um, she's got a Series 7, so I'll have to check yes. it at some point to see. But um, yeah, I love it. If I didn't have Snoopy on, that's one that I think will be on. But I'm still on the Snoopy watch face. And by the way, I did research this. I haven't seen it happen yet. Snoopy is supposed to interact with the weather. So I'm going to wait and see mm -hmm. what happens when it snows here. And see yes. if, if I get snow on the watch face, right? And then also, apparently, cool. if you're working out, it's supposed to be physical stuff. So I don't know what okay. that means. I tried testing it the other day, but I'm going to keep my eye on that. So, yeah, Snoopy watch face is still good. But, yeah, the Nike watch faces showed up. Um, I don't know if you check those out. They're not quite as useful. Um, but, yeah, and that ultra modular face, it's got... Uh, a place for two extra bits of data over the regular yes. module one because I did compare it to my wife's and so yeah, yeah. lots of data space yeah yeah so we're going to talk about later when we talk about our experience um, how we've been using it in the uh, in the post show I didn't mention what we're going to talk about in the post show <laughs> that's all right we can tell them now what's the post I'm show sorry, gonna be, Jason? We, sorry guys we skipped right over that so Greg and I have been on the uh, the release candidate for a week. Um, so we're going to talk about how we've implemented some of these new features and stuff in our daily lives. So not just talking about the features, but how we actually use the features and uh, how they've been affecting our, you know, our daily uh, uh, processes and things like that. So stick around for the post show if you guys want to hear that. I, I totally missed that section. That's uh, all right. Earlier. <laughs> That's all right. We'll just make sure we lay it out in the summary in the show notes. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and you guys, if you're listening anyway, you'll you'll catch up. You'll keep up with everything. So, but a spoiler for that is, uh, yeah, this new Ultra, uh, the, the mod modular uh, watch face is kind of a blessing and a, and a curse in disguise. So uh, uh, we'll talk more about that. But, yes, really, really cool watch face. I love it. What they need to do is let Snoopy bounce around on the modular watch face. That would be awesome. That would be cool. Yeah, that would. So another question that we had, and this was right out of the gate. Right when I saw this feature, I was like, I hope it's coming to the Ultra One. And that was, will we have the ability to use double tap on the um, on the Ultra One? And Greg, you want to you want to answer that question for us? Yeah, the answer is no. And womp womp. I know womp womp womp. But yeah, this was one of the reasons I was considering updating. And but what I have seen is a lot of the press and a lot of people that have had access. I want to see what happens with the reviewers that come out today. Mm -hmm. Is that it really isn't that great? From what I understand, it only works with Apple's apps right now. 
Yes. So there's no API for developers to use this. So if oh, there's not. Okay. No. So if I am using Overcast to listen to a podcast and I want to pause and that big round pause thing is on the middle of my screen, it's not working. Mm -hmm. So if it's only Apple's apps, I don't know how Apple's apps and then to be able to get into the widgets, right? I mean, that's the other thing yes. that they said it was good for. Now that it would still be okay for. But so from what I understand, it's coming across as a little more gimmicky because it's not quite as full featured mm -hmm. as it would, as they, people would like it to be. So to me, assistive touch is better. Now, it does mean I have to do a couple of extra things to get to the widgets, yes. for example. But when I'm in interacting with anything else, like if Overcast is up and playing, I can use Assistive Touch to get into that. So one of the things on my list for the next couple of days, I'm actually going to do a video. It won't be a short, but I'll drop it on YouTube of how to mm -hmm. set up and how to use Assistive Touch because I think people will really find that useful. I mean, if you've got one hand that's filthy and you need to tap something on your watch. And, you know, I just did it this morning. I walked outside and my ring doorbell, right, went off and said, hey, there's a person on your porch. And mm -hmm. so it was just a double tap, a double tap and a single clench. And my notification was gone. I didn't have to raise my other hand yeah. up and do anything. Now that sounds like a lot, but if I'm riding my bike, it's easier to dismiss things and do things. So anyway, I'll do that video because I think it's a lot more featured. So Honestly, for once, I am glad I didn't give in to my impulsive nature to order because I think yep. I would have been canceling my order at this point. Yeah, yeah. So now that you mention it, that actually makes me feel better because like you, um, I was a little bothered that they didn't include that on the, uh, on the, uh, on the original Ultra. It's one of those features that made me mad that I didn't get. But now hearing that it's, you know, kind of gimmicky and, and well, it, it gives me more of a motivation to just say, hey, I'm just going to wait till next year. Yeah. Right now. I know earlier in the show, I was just on my soapbox complaining about that whole train of thought of saying, I will wait till next year. I'll wait till next year. German was right. Uh, I just don't you know, I just want to get away from that that line of thinking. But no, I think this gives me more of a motivation to say, OK, I'm OK with waiting till next year. Yeah. Or at least wait and see if they fix it. Right, if they open yes. the API up to developers, or if I'm wrong and from what I understand out there, but it just doesn't seem like. I mean, the two things that I really cared about were Siri on device, right, mm -hmm. and then the double tap. Now, the double yeah. tap's only going to work part of the time. I might as well use assistive touch, and I'll just get by without Siri on device, like yeah. I have been. I mean, it's not worth the what was it, five hundred dollars? I think was the difference yeah. between the trade and the. The actual yeah, device. Yeah. So it was a lot. So yeah, Siri on device too, because like I told you, just those simple processes of like using HomeKit and stuff like that. Uh, I think Siri on the device would improve that. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think we can wait. Now here's the other thing that may. I mean, this is a double-edged sword too. The Ultra Two and the Series Nine both got internal storage bumps to 64 mm -hmm. gigabytes. So ours are at 32, right? Yep. And now. I know I complain about storing music on my watch, right? Because I used to not mm -hmm. be able to store everything I wanted. But I'm up to a, almost 12 gigabytes of music. Now, I've got 99 on my phone. But I'm not sure yeah. how much I need to close the gap between my watch and my phone. 
right? So I still yeah. have eight gigabytes available on my watch today. And I went in there and thought, okay, let me push this to the limit. Let me see how many of my other playlists I mm-hmm. really want to add on there. I added one more. And I'm like, yeah, yeah no, because all of those other playlists are like, if I'm just in the mood for something in particular and right. when I'm out camping or something. So I know that's a big gap. So honestly, I don't know why you want 64 gigabytes of storage on your watch. Yep. Yeah. So when you're talking about just regular music, right? Um, I agree with you. You know, you get your, your main two playlists that you need for, and you're only going to be away from your phone or your home for an hour while you ride or, you know, two hours or something like that. But I think when we start talking about podcasts and, and audio books and things like that, that kind of adds to that. You know what I mean? When you you're already at 10 gigs plus with, with your music, you throw in another, you know, eight, nine gigs of podcasts, you know, maybe a, I, I wouldn't imagine anyone needing 10 gigs of of, uh, of audio books. But, you know, if, if you do, I can I can see that. Now, if but, they're going to you know, if this is a if this is maybe this is a view to the future, right, where they want the watch to be more independent, because yes. there's still some even though I go out with it, I don't think I'd want to go. You know, I had this vision originally with the Apple Watch that if I went to the amusement park for a whole day, I just leave mm-hmm. my phone at yeah. home, right? Because you're always worried about it falling out of a pocket when you go upside down on a roller coaster or something like that. And, you know, yeah. you look when you're out over the water on those roller coasters, you look down and there's like four iPhones sitting down <laughs> in the water there, right? You're like, yeah, I don't want that to be mine. But I don't know. I don't know that I'd want to do it for a whole day. One, the battery life's not good enough on cellular yes. only, even on the Ultra. So if this is a, sh- uh, a view to the future where they want the watch to be more independent, okay. Because right. then you're going to put a whole bunch of stuff on it. Or if you know they would allow somebody to do a little camera flip-up watch band, right, that you could flip up and take a picture directly onto the watch and store photos right, or, right. or something like that. Okay, but just with its uses today, I just don't, I don't know how you fill up 64 gigabytes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But like we mentioned earlier, you know, removing the iPhone from the center of your, you know, your iOS environment, you know, what if the watch was your center? You yep. would need it to have more storage, even though you had your other devices and, and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, I think it is is kind of a, a preview of the future and good on them doubling it like that without raising the price. Yeah. Right. You know, I think that was a, that was a good move by Apple. Yeah. I mean, we'll see next year what they do again. Right. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's always good to have some space. I just was having a hard time from an upgrade standpoint. This would not push me to upgrade right now. Cause I'd look at it and go, yeah, I don't need the extra space at the moment. Yep. All right, Greg, let's talk about some phone stuff. You know, um, we, we talked a, a pretty good amount about iOS and, and uh, we're going to go into some more in the post show. But let's talk about some, some phone stuff that we found out. And again, let's start with some questions that we had. I think you and I both had this question about that action button. And is it going to allow press to hold? Is it going to allow, you know, uh, other, you know, uh, press options and things like that? So what, what did you find out? Right. I mean, now this is software fix should be able to do this, right? But it's press and slightly hold. 
is the only action and you can only map it to to one thing. And I saw in Marquez Brownlee's uh, review today, he's like, Apple, if you're listening, let me double tap or triple tap. Right. Right. And right. Um, so, yeah, it's only one press. Um, I did see that the and this, I think, would be useful. So we had a, a Venezuelan family move in to the area that, you know, moved in with absolutely nothing. So we were trying to all help mm-hmm. them get, you know, beds and, you know, some of those yeah. kinds of things. And we were over there and I'm trying to set up the table and my wife's trying to talk to her about baby stuff that she needs because we have a ton of stuff just sitting in storage and she's speaking Spanish. I'm trying to understand from my Portuguese background and I'm trying to speak Portuguese to her. And it would be really nice to just hit that translate button, hit that side button and have it activate translate. So that's coming later this year. I think most people are going to leave it on the mute switch. And then I think the geeks are going to map it to a shortcut, which is probably what I'm going to end up doing. I've got on my list to figure out what I want that button mapped to, the Mm -hmm. double back tap and the triple back tap. So on my new phone, my goal is to have those three things map to the things that I do the absolute most so I don't have yes. to do anything else with it. So we, like you said, it's coming. We're, we're, the hardware yeah. is there. Uh, you know, it's not just a regular button. You know, it's some smart, it's a really smart button. It'll be able to handle all that. So I think that they just couldn't squeeze that into the iOS 17. So we know it's coming just like the original home button. Remember, it was just pressed to unlock and, and all of that. And then we got double, triple tap and, and things like that. So we know it's coming. The Translate app, being able to press that, especially in environments like me, I use my Translate app a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And, yep, being able to press and hold that, listen to someone, or however it functions, you know what yep. I mean? Just press it to open the app, let allow them to speak, and I speak back to them. Um, yeah, that that is that is really good. So I, I use that app a lot, and being able to map that button in a future phone would, uh, would uh, really help a lot. So Well, two things. I want them to do it on the watch map the action yes. button to a double and a triple as well, right? So we can do three different things with the action button on yep. the watch. And then just kind of a little sidebar, but there are actually two Spanish-speaking families that have moved into our community. Now, I live in a really small mm-hmm. community, and we do have Spanish speakers around because we have a lot of return missionaries, right, for, yes. for church. And, but both of the families, the two kids that are in elementary school where my wife is an aide, neither of them speak English. And so they are surviving okay. right now using Google's Translate, but you could do the same thing for with Apple's, but that is yeah, how Apple's they Translate. are surviving right now. I mean, that's the only way they're starting yeah. to figure out what in the world is going on. Now they're kids, so they'll pick up English pretty quickly because um, yeah. you learn languages much better when you're younger. So, yeah, but talk easier, about yep. advantages of technology. And I think about, we've talked a lot about Apple's health stuff i think Mm -hmm. bridging cultural and language gaps is going to be a big deal as we go forward and we think of ai and eventually i want to be able to you know listen to people speaking in klingon and just have that thing in my ear that auto translates it from (laughs) have your airpod in universal translator yeah exactly so yep i'm I'm with that but yeah that's that's a that's going to be a welcome feature and and again we we don't have a timeline on these yet right but it's coming. It's coming. So let's talk about the the colors on the phone. Now, I, I think I said several times, uh, you know, offline and online, I'm not happy about any of these colors on the phone, right? But 
if I had to go with any colors, um, it would be that the the uh, the wow, I forget the name of it. Not the not the white, but the uh, the, the natural other one. titanium. The natural, the natural one. That one looks good, and then the regular black. But you have some, you have some issues with that. Yeah, I mean, all of the pro colors are varying shades of gray. Um, yeah, even the blue, maybe is less gray, but they're all kind of gray. And one of the podcasts was joking around that if they were going to color match cables in the box, that they could just put in four different shades of gray, or even a single shade of gray, and nobody would be able to tell the difference yeah. i mean that's the the problem with these and then you know watching some of the videos today even the non-pro ones that are those you know they're almost pastel easter versions of green and blue and pink and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. right they wash out in light and i mean i'm looking yeah. at my 12 right now and this is supposed to be the space gray and i'm looking at my 12 that's what i'm using them as, as my camera at the moment and based on this lighting it almost looks like a greenish tint titanium so these yeah. colors are just, I mean, I like some chameleon colors on cars. Like I used to really want the Mustangs that came out with that deep, deep forest green that at times it just looks super black, depending on how the yes. sun hit it. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. But these don't go to good colors when they get the wrong light, which is why I wouldn't get the black. Um, and I'll share what I did get when we get to that part of the show. But yeah, boring from a color standpoint. and yeah. um. I'm not planning on putting a case on this thing except for when I'm camping. So we'll see the color that I chose, what it looks like, and that'll make me decide whether I'm putting a clear skin or whether I'm putting um, something a little more fun on it because it's just not there. And I mean, if you don't want to do this, if you're just going to say, well, everybody puts puts cases on them anyway, just release a single phone in a single color. Right, release one phone in a color, reduce your operating costs, hopefully pass on some of that to the consumers, or use it to invest in more tech. Right? I mean, throw a pair of AirPods in the case instead of coloring the phone. I mean, you know what I mean? If that's the attitude that you have, if not, do something fun. Now, I say that, and come March, I'll have this nice brand new iPhone 15 Pro Max, and they're going to release a nice deep green one in their spring collection, right? And I'm going to be ticked. (laughs) Like they did the yellow one this year. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm with you. the The colors are, like I said, it's 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 outside of the phone. I'm not impressed with at all uh, with the pro or the regular model, but um, definitely inside it'd be worth it. So yeah. I, I know people listening like, oh, Jay keeps contradicting himself. He's either the phone is terrible, either upgrade or don't upgrade. No, internally you get a lot of value. It's worth the price for the uh, the the 15 and the and the um, and the pro, um, but just. The colors they went with this year are just, uh, they, they could have did better. Yeah, I mean, we get a few of the wah-wah-wahs on the phones and the operating and system and stuff like that. But, I mean, if you weren't on last year's phone, you'd be upgrading, I'd assume, right? If you were on a 13 yes. or newer, you'd be upgrading, right? And I'm definitely yeah. upgrading, even though I look at this and go, okay, it wasn't quite as over the top as I had hoped it would be, so... But we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Next week, we'll talk, uh, just a preview into next week. Next week, we'll talk about if we have experience with the phones, we'll talk about them, if we've seen them in mm-hmm. a store or in people's hands. But also, I plan on watching a bunch of the reviews so we can talk about, you know, is it, is it a bigger deal than we're making of it or, you know, what matters and yeah. what doesn't. So we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. yeah. 
So another thing we had was there's there's no changes in the uh, the charging for the pros, right? Yeah. The speeds, yep. everything's still the same. Yeah, switch to USB-C, but it's still going to, I mean, if it fast charges, it fast charges. It's like 15 yes. watts, right? Standard is seven and a half. So, um, but there was some hope that it would go up higher, but it doesn't look like, um, per the specs, at least, yeah. there's no change in speeds. Now we'll see, somebody will put a 100 watt, USB-C charger on it and tell me if it charges faster, right? Then if you yeah. only put a 20 yeah. watt on it and we'll see, but I don't yeah, know. A lot of those guys, a lot of those really techie guys that we watch, they hook their little meter up to it yep. and they, and they test the voltage and, and all of that. So yeah, we'll have some more concrete evidence, um, you know, some more conclusive evidence of that. But as far, at least on the spec sheet, there's no changes yep. in, in charging. They can also afford uh, to melt the phone. I can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. They could go through them. their their views and just buy them another one. So, so the pro models they're getting more RAM, right? And this is this is one of the things that I missed in the um in the uh, in the keynote. But yeah, the pro model is is getting a little boost with the RAM. I think they're going up to eight gigabytes. They used to be at six. I mean, this is why I think when I get my phone, it's gonna feel like my first iPhone. Ever. Right. 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 I mean, between the camera and the speed and the screen clarity and the always on display. I mean, again, if I were to just, and maybe I should do this, right? Maybe I should go back and list all the things that I don't have in the 12 that I'm getting in the 15 and see how big of right. a deal that is. But yeah, more RAM going to move faster. It's good for all of that processing and the photography work. I mean, one of the things they say you can do when you use these zoom modes and Samsung mm -hmm. has done this before, but one of the things when you uh, use one of the zoom ins. It puts a little box on your screen that shows you the full picture if you weren't zoomed so that you know okay. where you're, you can kind of see where you're looking at, where you're zoomed in on. Cause sometimes you zoom in, right? Like I know this when I used to hunt, I used to throw the binocular. I used to be able to see the deer moving on the side of the hill. And then you throw the binoculars yeah. up and you're like, okay, where'd they go? Yeah, and like where am I? Yeah. Trying to find the spot. <laughs> so they, they put a little box up so you can kind of see where you're zooming in compared to the larger photo. That kind of okay. stuff requires memory, right? And so that's yeah. exactly what you want. And then hopefully in the background, apps that are kind of staying refreshed and stuff in the background, they won't get mm -hmm. updated as, or they won't get shut down, right? Because it kind of yes. allocates resources to the active stuff. But one thing I forgot to mention with the watch, which is what I'd really rather they do is upgrade the RAM in the watch versus the, the storage space. But I did mm -hmm. notice that Overcast has done an update. And yesterday, so if you don't know this, syncing between uh, media between your phone and your watch is a big deal. And like loading podcasts yep. onto your watch, they can take forever. And yesterday yeah, I yeah. noticed that I went into Overcast and just happened to get there when a new episode of one of my podcasts dropped. And so I saw it, it downloaded, it was good to go. And I expected to go to my watch because I was getting ready to go for a walk and expected to have to wait a few minutes for it to download. And it was at 96% already. And I went okay. straight from my phone to my watch. So hopefully they've improved some of that stuff or Marco was able to do something in there to increase that syncing speed between the devices. Okay. I wonder if we got that improvement though with the regular, with the native podcast app. I need to check that out. Cause that is, that is a huge improvement. Yeah. I mean, it just, it takes forever, even Apple stuff, right? It just takes yeah. forever to synchronize things across. And I did notice too, that when I added that one extra playlist, now it was only 20 songs or so, but it mm -hmm. moved over in a matter of seconds. So okay. 
hopefully they've improved that. And that's the kind of stuff that RAM will make a difference on. So if you're on a pro phone, yeah. the more RAM, the better. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I, I noticed, and I've been playing around with this since we, the moment we installed the beta from the first night is the, uh, the contact posters, right? I've been creating them. I showed the one that I, I, I have for you and, and, uh, a few other people I showed them and they just look amazing. Well, when you create one for yourself personally, just like the the original icon that they had, the the, the little photo that they had for you, your contact, uh, whenever you make changes to yours, it'll update on everyone else's devices automatically. So it's not something you would have to keep constantly sending an updated photo to somebody or something like that. If you shared your contact information with them and they have that poster, it's gonna update for them if you change your font or change the, decide to change the photo or the color or whatever you do, those changes will update on everyone's devices. So uh, I thought that was a really, cool, I just really hope, cool thing to add. I hope there are enough controls in place that I just don't know about that people can't force inappropriate content to their contacts, right? You know what? Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. That was the whole change to AirDrop yeah. and security and things like that. But... You know, then again, so it does give you the option to revert to at least for that that little photo, right? Yeah. Your your contact photo. So I don't know about the poster, but like remember I told you one of my my it was hassling me because it kept updating yours automatically. Right. And it would give me the option to revert. But yeah, to not have to see that information. Yeah. I just hope there's enough think, controls in I think place. It was, right. Yeah. So that you don't have to worry about that. So we'll hear about it if there's not. Right. Now that we there's will. millions of we people will. using it, we'll know this week yeah. if there's a problem yeah yeah and i think a uh, part of that problem too was the people doing it anonymously right because yeah. you get airdropped some strange pictures it was just from iphone 17 or dave's iphone or something and you're on a bus or or a train or something and you're like well who is dave i just got these inappropriate pictures whereas this is someone that you shared your contact info yeah. with. now i know a lot of people do it with business contacts and things like that but you pretty much have all of their information already, yeah. right? So if they, they're sending something inappropriate, but you're right, people do stupid things. I know, and yeah, they have to ruin you, it for I, the I'm, rest of I'm us. I'm curious to see, yeah, I'm curious to see if they're going to have to add in some kind of security controls or something like that. So yeah, good point to, to bring that up. Yeah, I've built three. I've got mine kind of the way I want it, but then I did my wife's mm -hmm. with one of my favorite pictures of her, which is a portrait with the bouquet behind it and that kind of stuff in front of the, temple where we got married and then i showed you the one i did of wyatt of his yes his senior soccer poster um right right look really cool it so. does and remember i told you the better the picture the the better these things look and i know that was like a professionally made picture so yeah. it just makes your contact poster look professionally done yep. i don't know it to me when i see them they just they look awesome so yeah yeah good job on that one but yeah i just i just go through and i just create you know, I, I added a new contact the other day. I just created a poster for him. You know what I mean? So it's, I love doing it. I, I thought it was a really good idea. All right, Greg. So the last thing, uh, let's talk about a few different things. We, we named this section other stuff because we're going to cover a lot of different things in this section. So I just thought we'll talk about some iPad stuff. Now, you and I both were excited for the health app to be on the iPad. Uh, what do you think about it? Uh, this gets the, you know, if we were doing the want want was maybe we do the dun-dun-dun, this gets the thumbs yeah. up, right? I mean, I signed in, it had to sync all the data, so it took a little while, but man, being able to see that stuff on, even on my iPad mini, 
right? That bigger screen, I think it's phenomenal. So how about you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and not just being able to just to view the information because three years ago, I would have been happy just to view the information. But, I mean, we actually get to add data points and stuff like that and manage the data from the iPad. So it's not just a viewing app. We can actually use and and interact with that information on there. So, yeah, I'm loving it. Um, I've had some syncing issues, you know, just like you. Uh, You mentioned uh, some with your your medication and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I mean, so... I get the medication alerts now on my phone, my iPad, and my watch. And nine times mm-hmm. out of 10, I'm going to log my meds on my watch because it's just with me. And Same here. it's always been good about disappearing on the phone when I did yep. that. Now, for a little while on the iPad, it wasn't. I was having to double log the meds. This morning, it seemed to have worked. So I don't know if they had some you know, iCloud health data sync in the background that they had right. to clean up a little bit or something like that. But yeah, it seemed to work this morning. Um, when I logged them on my watch, when I went to my iPad specifically to look, it was gone, but right. seems to be good. Um, and I got to say, Apple's the only company I'm going to trust with my health data. So, yep. Yep. So and I had the same experience uh, and it, it involved my, my scale. I still hadn't checked my blood pressure monitor yet. So, um, I'm I'm waiting for that app to be updated and and all of that and then I'll test that out again. But I noticed on the scale, um, showed up on the phone. Um, you know, it shows up almost immediately. I have to sometimes I have to kill the apps and reopen them to get them to sync. But uh, definitely the iPad was way behind that. And and we know none of these apps, none of these devices communicate directly, right? This right. is all back end uh, uh, stuff with iCloud. So end to end encryption on the back end, out. just in case anybody right, gets right. worried about their health data syncing between devices, right? This is end to end. Apple can't see your data. If the, right. your health insurance company went to Apple and said, give us their health information, Apple goes, yeah, we can't unlock it. We can't see it. Yeah. So we don't see that. Yeah. So, uh, I, I agree with you. I'm the same. Uh, Apple's the only company I would trust with this sensitive information like this. Um, and uh, yeah, so the sync is not great, but still love the app. I, yeah. I would I would take it in this in this current state than I would not having it at all. So I'm I'm happy with that. Absolutely. So the next thing we have is some uh, some info on the iPad Pros, right? The new iPad Pros, AirPods so Pros, the AirPods. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I said the iPad Pros. You're so just the so in the Air, You're just so in the iPad world, aren't you? I am. I I can't wait to next year to get this new <laughs> to get this new iPad. But uh, yeah, yeah. So you got some information about that, right? The dust resistance. Yeah. So which I didn't know was a thing on the other ones. So yeah, it increased. Well, it just got better, right? I don't think it was a problem before. But I mean, of all the places that you want the resistance to microparticles to be high is your AirPods, right? Yeah. If I anytime I open up my AirPods case, it's just nasty. Right. I mean, it's just dirt and stuff from your ears and all that kind of stuff. But this one's caused a little bit of controversy. So and, you know, Mark Gurman even came out and said it's a money grab. Now, I don't think it's quite that much. But if you bought AirPods Pro and you're still in your return window, you should return them and get the new ones. Yes. Now, Best Buy has already got them on sale for 200 bucks. Unfortunately, they brought that sale out after I had ordered mine. And uh, I'm not going to go through the hassle of doing returns right. and all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> but um, plus, you don't know if you'll get them on day one, which I'll talk about later. But 
Um, So they got that increased dust resistance and they got the ability to play lossless audio. So this is the highest quality of audio you can get when paired with the Vision Pro. Mm -hmm. So we didn't think there were any changes other than it was a USB. And then the question was, well, why can't you just buy the case? So we have the different connector because they did that last time when they released the wireless charging case for AirPods, you could buy the case by itself. So there's a lot of frustration on this because on the surface, it doesn't appear the hardware really is that much different. So why can't they just turn on lossless audio on the AirPods Pro 2 from two weeks ago, right? So two new features plus the USB-C charging port, everything else appears to be the same. Um, But yeah, that's caused a little bit of hubbub out there. So we'll see if Apple backtracks, you know, kind of like they did with stage manager, not working on older devices and, Yep. Some of and they eventually of enabled it yep. and proved that it was just a software thing. Yeah. They were only, the, the only thing they did, it was just, so again, German, when he says things like this, it's just a money grab. I'm like, uh, you know, is it really? But then when you think about it, it is right Yeah. to industry insiders, tech insiders, you know, tech guys, it is a money grab to everyone else. It is still a really awesome pair of, yeah. of headphones. You know what I mean? So this is why I say I agree with them and then I don't agree with them. But in this case, I think I agree with them more. This, this kind of was yeah. a money grab. Well, and I, I mentioned this on the show, right? I knew a month ago I needed new AirPods Pro. Yes. But I specifically yeah. said I was waiting because I didn't want to have to deal with the charging case. And you said, well, if you're going to wireless, wirelessly charge, does it really matter? But it's like, I'm just going to wait anyway, right? Yeah. But to the common the the non-tech i don't mean common in that way but right the non-tech yeah, person out there mean. they're just like hey my airpods batteries aren't great so i want some new ones so they go yeah. out and get them and now two weeks later there's what appears to be the exact same ones available but they're better in a few ways so that can get a little yeah. frustrating and sidebar yeah, i asked yeah, my wife last night she was using her airpods pro and i think hers are actually older than mine like do you have any problems with the batteries? she's like nope they're great i'm like <laughs> <laughs> yeah again i don't know what you and wendy are doing to y'all airpods but <laughs> it's good to see i'm not the only one because i kind of felt bad like okay well what am i doing to well, you know so it's just you two yeah and probably apparently. millions of other people too but <laughs> yeah so the last thing uh we bit of news we had was some some stuff about icloud now i didn't include it on the list but uh, we did have some questions and my question number one was are we going to see new prices across the board, right? And it turns out they're not, right? They're just adding two more tiers that are, um, to me, I think a little more expensive than they should be. And I'm talking a few dollars, right? I'm not saying that they should be half the price or something like that. So they introduced, uh, for iCloud Plus, they introduced a 6 and a 12 terabyte tier, right? And they're going to be $30 and $60 respectively. I'm thinking that 6 gigabyte should be more around a $24, $25 range. I think, you know, as far as value goes, that would make me consider it more. Not that $5 is a huge deal, but $30, I think it's a little too much. And and again, I've weighed all of these options before in the past. And I decided for me and my family, we went with the network attached storage, right? And yeah. that has 36 terabytes of, of uh, removable, hot swappable uh, uh, hard drive space. I have expansion for solid state, uh, uh, hard drives if i want it that was what was best for us but if i was a, in a position to say okay maybe i need 60 terabytes of, of cloud storage what should i go with i don't see myself paying 60 bucks a month to apple 
Well, the problem is you're a little captive, right? I mean, for most right. people, they're right. a captive audience. And so if I'm the kind of photographer, but I know nothing about network storage and I need all of my photos available yeah. to me from any of my Apple devices, no matter what I'm doing, yes. then you might need to go up. I mean, I've heard, you know, people are running out of space. We're on the... so. Apple One family plan, which is what we have, that subscription. The options didn't change there. Mm -hmm. The pricing didn't change. And so that comes with two terabytes. And we're at one. So I have a long yeah. ways to go, right? We'll see how photographer happy I get for the next little while. With <laughs> awesome stuff. photos. Yeah. yeah so yeah. And they'll be bigger, which will be part of it. But um, so you just add this stuff on. It's five gig. It's $5 per terabyte on those upper two plans, right? Is basically what it yeah. comes out to be. So it seems like it's a little, a little there, but if you're in the Apple ecosystem, most people are not going to want to do what you have to do. When I asked you for that photo, you're like, oh yeah, I got to go download it from my NAS, right? Most, from NAS, most people yes. want to go back to that photo from 10 years ago and just find it on their phone, not have to go, oh, that's part of the photos, photos that I archived off and go through yeah. another app or something yeah. like that to try and find them. They're just not going to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a little they're, too they're pricey, but it is what it is. Yeah. So, there's some trade-offs. You you're right with uh with storing them on on the hard drive and they they've improved. They've added apps that made things quicker. Um uh, they do facial recognition and things like that, but um one of the biggest things downside that I can just mention and this is a sidebar too is that Nothing handles live photos like Apple will, yeah. right? So when I'm in iCloud, you still have your live photos. Me, it's doing some weird thing where it's creating a two-second video, three-second video, and <laughs> I'm ha I have to go through and manually remove all of these. So you're right. If, if you want to just keep everything as it is on your phone and have it live in the cloud, then it may be worth it. I yep. still think it's too pricey, but I do too. Yeah, if you don't want it, weird stuff like dealing with live photos and things like that, panoramic photos and uh, just the uh, the the drive not identifying or not recognizing these certain file types, then yeah, you may want to stick with it. Well, and live photos are becoming a bigger deal now, right? Because yes. on your lock screen, they actually work. So yep. I that's one of the things I did on my lock screens is I went in and put I've got a picture of a river on my iPad lock screen. And every time I turn it on down in the bottom, the river is just slowly meandering yeah, for a couple of seconds. So, you know, bigger deal, but anyway, yeah, still too expensive, but they kind of are premium. Right. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right, Greg. So now the last part of the, the, the main show that I wanted to talk about is the stuff that we bought. Um, you know, we, we did a whole show about pre-ordering and preparing for the pre-orders and things like that. The keynote came, we were excited about a few things. We had our minds made up. So now I wanted to talk about what exactly did, you know, that we order, what, what choices we went with. And for me, I'm disappointed to say there was nothing for me or the, or the fam this time around. Right. I love the 15 and the 15 pro. Again, these are, I think the most value in an iPhone that we've seen in a few years, right? Since the 10, I would say maybe, but it wasn't enough for me to move from my 14 pro max, right? For one, I love the way my gold iPhone looks. I, I, I love it. I love those square edges. Uh, I love that, 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 um, 
that smooth look to it. It, it just wasn't enough for me to to, to uh, upgrade. I'm still on the fence about the Ultra, the Ultra 2. But again, that's going to depend on how much trading I can get. And then speaking earlier about the double tap feature not being all what it can be, um, I'm, I'm probably going to wait about that, right? The only thing that was up was the pink iPhone uh, 15 for my wife. And uh, of course, she was going to get those Beats uh, uh, Pros uh, or the, the, the clear Beats that, that came out a few months back. So right now, nothing. So it's just going to be, um, it's just going to be those beats. And I see you mentioned it here on the, on uh, about the watch bands. Uh, yes, I am going to go go with some of those watch bands. That okay, I, I love them. You were super ex- of all the things to be excited about. That's and you've always gotten excited about the Nike stuff yes. for whatever reason. Yeah. Every year that they had, and they stopped doing this, but every year they had a Nike edition of the watch. That's what yes, you got. I went with those. Right? Yep. Yep. And and yeah, the the last few um, the last few years they didn't have a Nike Plus version, so to see these watch bands and those faces back, um, yeah, I was excited about that. So I am going with with a, a couple of those watch bands. But uh, how after, about you? Probably uh, after your trip, right? Yeah, not a whole yeah. lot. I, I have gonna... all of all of the uh, the bands that I'm I'm taking on a trip with me because I like to again like to coordinate with my with my yep. uh, outfit that I'm wearing. Uh, I have all the bands that I'm wearing, so. Um, yeah, uh, it'll be after the trip, but yeah, I'm excited about those. So well, how, how about you? Because know. I know you. Yeah, I'll let you know on the watch bands. I ordered two. I've got two coming already. So okay. they both should be here Friday. I bought the sandstone or the desert sand or whatever uh, sport band yeah. with the holes in it, right? They're supposed to be really good for working out. Now, I haven't yes. had an Apple produced one of those. I've had cheap knockoffs and they were horrible. So I've not okay. had a good experience with that style. So I ordered that one. That one I'm on the fence on a little bit. We'll see if it, I mean, if that really is good for bike rides, because sometimes when I'm out in the middle of the summer riding, right, mm-hmm. having a little more ventilation on my wrist would be, would oh, be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Certain, certain bands are just uncomfortable in the heat. Yeah. And then I have in my cart, the khaki version that because you said that one looked really good too right and you know me with my greens and stuff so if i like that one i may think about grabbing the second one but i gotta like the style first on that one so and then i ordered the um i can't remember what they called the color but it was the green and uh it looked kind of outdoorsy nike sport loop the velcro one too so i'll look that up and tell you what color it is but that's the one i'm probably the most excited about because all in i mean i've got some leather bands i've got the new ultra knockoffs of the new ultra bands and all that kind of stuff which are really good they are knockoffs yeah but of all the bands i still these velcros are just they're still the bands for me, right? right. They're so right. infinitely adjustable. They're super comfortable. My wife wears a, a magnetic one that we got and she loves that one. And I could not wear that band 24 seven like she does. And she'll sleep in Did it. Did it slip off? Did it adjust no. a lot or no, just didn't feel comfortable. So I just, I don't like that feel. I just, that they're a little thicker too, the Velcro ones. Mm-hmm. Right. And one of my problems with the ultra specific design is how thin those things are and they actually tend mm-hmm. to slide down my wrist when i'm riding a little bit so they get for closer yeah. and closer to my hand 
And I'm always worried that as thin as they are, I'm going to catch them on a tree branch or something, and it's just going to slice through that thin material. So And just send send your watch flying through the air or something like that. But I've got the 45-millimeter Sequoia Orange Nike Sport Loop. So okay. it's got the that orange, was a good looking one. It's got the orange swoosh yep. right on the little Velcro tab, and and then um, we'll see. That's one I was most excited to get. So anyway, mm-hmm. those are my bands. So I'll let you know. I'll know before you go yeah. on your on your trip what they're like. So yeah, yeah, and you'll be able to send me pictures and things like that because, like we mentioned, seeing them in person is one thing. Seeing them yep. in Apple's perfect lighting and and uh, things like that, it doesn't do it justice. So yeah, agreed. So what about you, if you want to go into this now, so I know you got some other accessories and stuff, so I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you talk about it. What else did you go? go well, with? so let's just go with the big one then because, yeah. um, so I did, we knew this was coming, right. Uh, that I was going to upgrade. I, when I told a few of my family members that I was on a three-year-old phone, they were going, wait, what? Yep. And, uh, <laughs> I mentioned it to Wendy. So I mentioned it to, to, to Wendy the other day, and she says, uh, she had that same reaction, like, Greg is on a three-year-old phone? I'm like, yes, so this is going to be like night and day for him. So yeah. I, she's curious to hear your take, too. She didn't, uh, I guess she hadn't listened to the last few shows, but uh, she gets she, that same reaction. Like, what? Greg is on a three-year-old phone? Yeah, <laughs> and I'll, uh, I, I think I will do that iPhone 12 versus iPhone 15, uh, you know, the things I'm getting. And, you know, I'll, I'll think I'll do a video on that. But so I did yeah. get that. I got white and the natural mm-hmm. titanium looked good. But in some of Apple's marketing materials, it almost looked like it was a little dirty. Right. Right. And, right. <laughs> and so I'm hoping the white won't look like dishwater. Um, but the other reason I got is I figured if I was going to go caseless and I decided I want to put a skin on it i could put any skin i wanted right on the white right right and, it, it, and even if it peeks through a little bit it'll still look fine correct correct and i even got thinking man it would be really nice to have like a uh, a bunch of trees and a lake or something cut out like a sticker on the back of it and have the white yes. peeking through so that's kind of been my approach because i'm pretty much planning on going caseless with this so yeah um and I stuck with the 256. Okay, good. Which I, I think was a good value. I do too. I stuck with it partially because I anticipate only keeping this phone for a year and then turning yeah. it into my uh, webcam, my, you know, my filming cam. Right, and right. I figure that if things go well enough and I'm taking so much photography or doing so much video that I need to upgrade in the middle of the year, then I will and I'll trade in you know, my 12 or my mom's old phone or something like that and go up right. to 512. Now I'll sidebar here. Oh, by the way, I also bought Apple care for the first time on my phone. And I don't know how long I did buy mm-hmm. Apple care. Now the prices on repairs have gone down, but they're still pretty expensive. Um, and I figure if I'm going to go caseless, then uh, I want the ability to get that express replacement. Right. Except for you can't do express replacement if it's only the back or front glass. You have to take those into a store because they replace them in store. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Okay. So I saw that. So there's part but of me. But you're thirty says, minutes away from thirty minutes. A, a thirty minute drive. A little more than that, but yeah, I mean, I could get to one. 
Um, okay. So we'll see um, if I keep the Apple Care because it's two hundred bucks on the Max, right? I mean, that's yeah. a that was it was either the Apple Care or the storage upgrade. You know, I couldn't yeah. do could didn't really want to do both. So, but I almost went up on the storage, and here's why. Um, so talk about pre order experience. It was not great. Um, yes. And there were a lot of issues um, out there. And so, you know, I woke up, I had three alarms set, 545, 550, and 555. And I was up and I was super excited and the store was down like it was supposed to. For me, yeah. the store itself didn't start showing me data until about five after six, because uh, it was six okay. mountain time. And then uh, I had the problem where I would go in and I had everything saved, right? I had done the mm -hmm. everything set, my Apple Care is set, all of that kind of stuff is set and all good to go. And so I went into my, it popped up and said, now you're ready to order, hit continue. And I hit continue mm -hmm. and it would spin and spin and spin and error out. Oh, and, and you had a good connection, right? Oh yeah, good, I mean, I've got gig, connection. I've got gig, you know, fiber gig here in my house yeah. and i thought maybe oh, it was wait. that i thought you were going to be on the road i thought you were going to be no i okay. didn't go camping last week i was sick so no we weren't yeah, up there i know and you're feeling bad i was going to come down anyway but so no i had fiber so i was good and then i thought maybe it was that so i tried it on cellular and same mm -hmm. error message and so here's my theory it's something to do with so many people hitting their inventory at the same time because I went in on another device and started a brand new order, right? Didn't go into my saved okay. one. And I went in and once I hit uh, no carrier, connect with any carrier later, so you choose mm -hmm. carriers or whatever, that's when it would start to spin. Everything else worked fine, but that's when it started to spin because that's when it's going back and looking at its inventory. Okay. And so then I got, went out of that and I did it and I chose Verizon, which is my carrier. Same yep. thing. So for whatever reason, I think that's when it was the problem. So And it okay. took 10 or 15 minutes after that before I could get anything to go through. Mm. And by then, I was... It was already to November. Well, no, I was not to November. So that's a good news. Okay. So I was out to the first week of October. So October 4th okay. through 9th is where I was out to, but right at that moment. And then the great thing about Apple is once you're into your cart or your bag, you can, it'll tell you other models are available at other stores and you can kind of mm -hmm. switch the colors and the storage around and you can see what's going on. And so I was fiddling with that, which made me think that either they had the lowest inventory or they were the most popular because the titanium and the white, the natural titanium yes. and the white were the ones that were gone and out the furthest. But there was a, Right at first, there was a 256 white at the store that's about an hour from me. Okay. And so I thought, okay, do I really want to drive up and pick it up? Nah, I don't really want to go do yeah. that. And so I have other stuff to do, right? And so I thought, no, I won't. So then I went out of that and went back in. And I thought, well, maybe I will do it. And by the, then I went back in. It was out a week as well. So then it didn't matter. But the natural titanium in 512 was available okay. in the store. So I did this whole dance back and forth. And eventually I just ended up getting the one that I had said I was going to get in the first place, not spending the extra yeah. money and not 
traveling up to the store. Now, next year, Jason, if you and I are both upgrading, if we can make this work, we should mm-hmm. both go into a store and yeah. order the phone at the store. I mean, there's other reasons I can come down to Houston, right? And we should both go in and pick up our, you know, get our pickup times at the same time. We got to do that yep. one year because that was so much fun when you and I used to do that. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was a blast. Yeah. So my yeah, it white was, it was a whole experience. My white two fifty six iPhone Pro Max with Apple Care comes between the fourth and the ninth of October. Okay, so. okay, which is which is not a bad delivery, and like we said, it it could bump up, right? Yeah, they they can just it can. You can get it on launch. There's still a chance you can get it on on actual launch day. So yeah. Now I will tell you because I've seen the articles that say the Pro Max is in such demand. They're trying to adjust manufacturing to get caught up with it. So we'll see if that starts to bump anything earlier. And you never know how many people are going to cancel their orders, right? right? And so I'm going to keep my eye on it. But I will tell you that I'll start looking on the 22nd to see if in-store availability like if there was one the one i want is in-store available on the 23rd which is a saturday that's a family trip right right i load the grandkids in the car and we go up to the mall which is where the store is and get some good food have lunch there's there's a there's a cheesecake factory right there and oh yeah so yeah just make it make a day of it you know what i mean which is i'm surprised you didn't do it just to get it you know just to have it on lunch day but you know, a week or so later. It's not not a long wait. I, if it had, I'm, I'm pretty sure if it would have had it slipped to November, end of October, November, yeah, yeah you would have went ahead and went yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, because I just, I wouldn't have wanted to, to wait. But it's yeah. it's a thing. I mean, in Houston, it might have been as much time to get to a store, but I could have done it in the process of, like, going into work. I could have scheduled it for on my way into the office or on my way home. Right. You know, at, at any of the stores there. Um, yeah. here, I mean, that's the only reason I'd be going up into the, into the quote unquote big city, right. Yeah. Is just to pick <laughs> up the phone. So, and yeah, anyway, so that's coming. Uh, I bought screen protectors for it. But I'm debating about putting them on. I think I probably will at least initially and we'll see how it goes, but yeah. I just bought the screen protectors. Hopefully, I don't know how case makers and screen protector makers get the specs, and have this stuff mm-hmm. available to go because I've already got those screen protectors. They are here. I mean, they came yeah. three or four days ago. And my case that I ordered now, again, this case is only for camping, right? And for bike rides mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I actually got, and I got Spigen, Spigen, however you're going to say it. It's the Spigen Optic yeah. Armor MagFit. I got everything designed for MagSafe, which I'll talk about in the post show. But, um, mm-hmm. and it's got a sliding door to cover the camera. Which is going to be fantastic. Yes, for, I saw that. I saw so, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels a little cheap. That part does, but we'll see. Case wasn't that expensive, so I got yeah. those two things. And then I did order, um, I did order two anchor charging stands. I'll probably talk about those mm-hmm. in another show, and I'll talk about my experience yeah. why I ordered those in the after show or post show today. And then I had to order another uh, anchor charging brick. By the way, don't order Apple's charging bricks. Anchor has those new GAN chargers that are so much smaller. Mm-hmm. Like the one I got is a double port, 47 watts with two USB-C ports. One puts out 27, one puts out 20. I've got it powering one of my stands and my HomePod in a single yep. brick. Yeah. So. Yeah, overpriced for no reason with Apple. Uh, yeah. Overpriced and you can get better quality. And we're talking just Anchor, Belkin. Yeah, don't a few buy the, the knockoff stuff. 
right? Yeah, not the knockoff yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yep. And then I did buy a MagSafe wallet, but that's already uh, on the return. You and I talked about that. I just, I yeah. get it, but I just, the bulk, right? When it's got, and this one has an AirTag holder in it, so it makes it even fatter. I'm just always going to put my wallet in one pocket and my phone in the other yeah. pocket. And so why do I, why pay extra for the MagSafe? So if right, you care, right. Jason and I are both using the exact same wallet. The exact same. We found out. And my brother. Yeah. And my brother. I, I, we were riding somewhere and he pulled his out. I was telling my son the other day, he pulled his out to pay. And I'm like, I have that same wallet. And then it was the same experience with you and you and I, you were like, Hey, I have that same wallet. So yep. yeah. Yeah. Really cool. I've just modified mine to, I put a little, I punched a little hole in the corner and I've got a key ring through it. That's got an air tag attached to it with a really cool air tag holder of of Grogu. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit in the post show. I know you're going to talk about it in the next show, but um a little confusion on my part about the the MagSafe stand that you went with, but uh when you sent me the picture last night, I'm like, yeah, that is that is yeah. awesome. I, oh, yeah. I really like that one compared to the other ones, but we'll, we'll get to that in the post show. Yep. So, um but back to the screen protector really quick. So, I, I go case free, but I still use the protector. They make these screens, these the, the glass on them stronger and stronger every year. And they talk yep. about, oh, it's the new Corning Gorilla Glass and it's so strong. That thing does not stand up to keys in my pocket for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, I still have to use a screen protector. My, my keys, uh, they, they always just do a number on it. So Well, they resist. They've moved away from resisting scratches to resisting shattering. So they're yes. more, they'll take more of an impact, but they're easier to scratch. So yeah, yeah I, I I'm the same way with I'm you. Seeing. And I can't always guarantee that my keys are not going to be in my phone yeah. pocket, right? So, I mean, what I didn't purchase yet are my skins. Um, right. So, right. And, and I didn't put it on here. I don't know why I didn't put it on here. I also bought the new AirPods. Um, so those will show up on Friday as well. Yeah. So I did order those. Those are coming on Friday. But I haven't bought a case for the AirPods nor the skins for my phone. I actually saw a little case for the AirPods that looks like a little mini game controller. It's got the D-pad. That's, that's and what I, think, I was going to ask you, where you're going to go with one of those style cases. I yep. think I might get something fun for those as long as they're compatible with the Qi charging. And then from a screen protector standpoint, or a skin standpoint, it's going to depend on how the phone looks. If that yes. white just looks super awesome, then I'll go with what they call the naked skins right yeah. which are just the old zag style right that just you put on and it's super crystal clear and i'm hoping i'll be able to find some for the edges too because you know that this last time i dropped my current phone i jagged i made the edges jagged now they're titanium yeah, so maybe they'll the be a little better but that drives me nuts so and and rounder too so yeah those, so more to come is, so. more to come uh on what i end up actually putting on as my daily carry but we'll see yeah yeah okay all right well that's our experiences so far with with ordering devices and and uh just news and information that we've learned since the uh since the keynote and and uh more information leaks out and again every week we're going to have more details and more information about things that we learn and how we use them uh uh you know and implement these things in our daily lives so but that was all i had greg you want to do you want to talk about next week yeah, so next week, I think we'll try and do a couple of things. Any this new stuff that we've got, we'll talk about that a little bit, mostly me. 
Um, I get to brag about the purchases this year. Jason got to brag earlier yep. this year about having the better phone. But uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> we'll talk about some of that kind of stuff. But we'll talk more about iOS 17 because we'll learn more. But I think the big topic next week will be um, the apps that are coming out that are updating for yes. iOS 17. And adding and, widgets and adding new yeah. functionality, things like yeah, that. Cause yep. Yeah, because I have experimented with a few things um with some of the widget apps and it is pretty impressive now to the point where I think there's at least a couple of these widget apps I'm going to subscribe to pay the, mm-hmm. pay the money to subscribe to, but we'll talk about all the apps that are coming out, how they're updated, whether they did a good job or not, and give you an idea of some of those apps that we use and what they look like in iOS 17. So that's my thought for next week. Um, and then the week after that, you're on, you're on holiday. So you're on vacation. Yes. Uh, with Looking no internet access. So the other thing I think we'll talk about next week in the post show is how Jason gets ready to go without internet for a week. Yes. Right. What he has to do to to get ready to go on these trips. And then during that week, I think I'll just release some short videos or some stuff like that. So we probably won't have a full episode the week he's out. Right. Right. And there there are some things you have to prepare for when you're being away. Um, some things with HomeKit, some things with... with uh, with the family and screen time and things like that. Remember I, I mentioned before having some issues uh, uh, while being out uh, managing devices and stuff. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into all of that. Okay. So that'll be next so. week's show. So stay tuned. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And last week we said, we'll see you on Mars, but did you see the commercial with the, the space and all of that? The little, I the little show not. with the hat. It is really cool. So they're really pushing that thing. So Again, if we don't see you on Mars, we'll see you on Jupiter, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until next week. See you next week. All right. So thanks for sticking around, folks. This is the part of the show where we go into a deeper dive about certain topics and things that we we love to talk about on the show. This is our extra geeky portion. So if you're sticking around, thank you. We know you're you're just like us and you love this kind of thing. So, Greg, I thought we'd talk about... um, not just the, I think we talked plenty about the different features and stuff that uh, that's come, that's came out since WWDC earlier this year. But let's talk about how we've been integrating these things in our daily lives, right? And 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 how we've been using some of these features. So I figure we'll start with iOS and and talk about uh, you know how how we're getting along with with you know just the uh, just the phone for now. So. Um, I'm starting with this one because I know you mentioned last week that you were kind of slowing, slowing down. It's kind of backing off, you know, experimenting with some of these features and things like that, because, you know, we had mentioned uh, in weeks and weeks ago, should you wait and get the full iOS experience, iOS 17 experience with all of the new features, plus the features that are exclusive to the 15 Pro Max. And um, just talk about that whole journey from the iPhone 12. But um with that in mind, I know you 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 hadn't jumped in on everything, but some of the stuff that you did play around with with your with your twelve and uh, things like that. Let's talk about some of the things that you did experiment with, did play around with after you upgraded to the beta. Sure, I mean, I had two things that kind of changed my mind. One, two week delay on getting the new phone, right? Right, so, right. That, and then we're doing this show, so I probably wouldn't have touched a bunch of this stuff without those two things, yeah. but, uh, first of all, the messaging stuff, um, 
you and I do a lot of messaging back and forth. And actually yesterday when my wife grabbed her phone and I was trying to tell her we were working on check-in, which I'll talk about in a second, but mm-hmm. I told her that all of her messaging menu stuff was under the plus sign. She went, oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Kind of cleaned up that whole experience right underneath right. The, the chat bar. I mean, the typing, you know, window. Yep. So I've been using the messaging stuff. Um, app shortcuts and spotlight search. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That is so nice. And like one of the yeah. things, I wish they had the wallet app separate on the iPad like they do on the phone because I use the Apple Card and almost all of our expenses go through that. So, mm-hmm. um, but to be able to type in, go in there and just type in wallet, it pulls up the shortcut right into that section of settings. So those shortcuts okay. in Spotlight Search are phenomenal. Um, I mentioned this earlier that um, live photos on my lock screen. So I am loving yep. that live photo on my lock screen. So those are the few of the things. Um, and then yesterday I got my wife upgraded Sharing air tags. I told you I was waiting on that one, right? Because yep, so that was on annoying. your wish list. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so I shared all of my air tags, air tags last night with my wife, and she shared the one that she has. She has hers on her e bike. I have mine on my e bike, my regular mountain bike, my keys, my wallet. So we shared all of those back and forth. It's crazy simple. It's just like mm-hmm. you would think. It you tap on add person, you find the person in your contacts, and it tells you if they're right. eligible or not. They get a notification that says, hey, so-and-so has shared this with you. Here's what it means. Do you want to add it? They hit add, and you're good to go. Okay. So crazy nice. easy. Works like it's supposed to. Um, check-in is a little more complicated than I thought it was going to be. Now, they've actually, okay. there's two sides to check-in. They have a timer. So you can set it so remind me to check-in with so-and-so in X amount of time or when I mm-hmm. arrive. Now, we didn't test the when I arrive yet because we were both laying out in the hammocks in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> but we did check the time in one. There's a little more to it. So you actually go in and start the check-in and send it to them. And then you have to go back in and edit it to say whether you want to do it when you arrive or whether you want to use the timer. So you're telling okay. them I'm checking in. It just seemed a little bit clunky. Um, yeah. But it seems to work okay. I'll, we'll do a check-in you know, when I arrive when we get a chance to do it. So I'm excited to play with that one a little more. So, okay. And then the widgets everywhere. And I don't want to spoil a lot of the widget stuff. I'll save that for next week. in that episode talking about some of the apps and some of the work that I've done. But the one thing that's related to widgets that made me go all in on a couple of the accessories is standby mode. Mm -hmm. This is just phenomenal. But before we, before we get into standby mode, I, I just want to say, so with the messaging stuff, um, it, it is really great being able to swipe and reply to, to a message. Um, it just kind of streamlines the process. Just like I said, just that, that app tray hitting that plus being able to scroll through to find your stuff. There's one thing though, that I'm absolutely going to miss. Now, when they added this feature, I loved it. I remember reading articles about people complaining about it, but they obviously didn't use it as much as, you know, my brothers and, and, some of my, uh, my, um, colleagues and stuff and, and the, uh, um, you know, uh, small business owners use, and then you and I use it not as much, but we do from time to time, but that was the ability to tap and record a message and then release it. Yeah. It automatically sends. Now I thought that was one of the coolest, um, what do they call that? Uh, um, just quality of life improvements that they made to iMessage and it just rip it out like that. Yeah. It, it kind of has me, 
you know, as I'm sending messages now, I've went on and, and, uh, worked or did something or completed a task and went back to my phone and saw that I forgot to send the message. That's how used to, you know, that's how ingrained in me it was just that muscle memory recording it. So I'm actually going to miss that a lot. Now, yep. I wish they would add that back, even if it's a setting or a toggle or something. I wish they would add that back. Yeah, because you um, still got two microphone icons, right? But now both of them point to dictation, which yeah, is not what yeah. we're trying to do. And I found myself after some of our conversations trying to do more voice messages. Mm-hmm. And now it's to the point where I almost don't want to do them because every time I go in to send one, I have to remember I end up hitting both microphones, neither yep. of which work. And then I still have to remember, oh, yeah, I got to go find it in that little drawer. The drawer is great for yeah. everything else, but I agree. Everything else, that's, yes. That was a step backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm really going to miss that one. And um, check-in was another one that I was excited about. I just didn't get a chance to play around with it as, as much as I should. And even leaving my, my cousin's wedding the other day, we still were in the group chat. I'm home, yep. I'm home, I'm home, I'm home, I'm home. And and uh, I wanted to say, and and all of that, they're still on 16. So when we when everyone gets upgraded to 17, we'll be able to. I'll be able to say, hey, let's stop doing that. Let's do it this way. And uh, but yeah, I just hadn't got a chance to play with it yet. Um, the uh, live photos on the lock screen again. I'm I'm. I'm still enjoying some of those old classic lock screens that are that are like the fish, the uh, what are they, the the clownfish hiding in uh-huh. the. I just I just love those those old classic ones, and uh, I hadn't switched my iPad yet, but they have that original iPad wallpaper, but an HD version of it. I just I just love those. It's kind of nostalgic and and uh, modern at the same time. So, uh, but yeah, I like the Air Tags and things like that. I I don't have a use for it yet. We plan on getting some Air Tags, but yeah. One of the things that we talked about um, that you were looking forward to, you know, implement this in, into your your desktop workflow was uh, standby mode. Yep. So how is that working out for you? So I'm all in, um, which also means I'm all in on MagSafe to the point where I started yeah. looking for tripods that have MagSafe. Um, yes. So I ordered one stand to start with because I, I knew... If it worked out, I was going to want one on my desk and on my nightstand, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm in a, I'm in my office a lot, but then I have this stuff during the night too. So um, I just ordered. I, I, I'm still cheap on some of this kind of stuff, right? And so yeah. I always order Amazon. It's the best reason to have Prime is you get all these free returns and right, all of this right. kind of stuff. So I ordered an Anchor two-way charger that's got the MagSafe puck on the top and then the uh, Qi charger on the bottom so I can mm-hmm. charge my phone and my AirPods, for example, at the, at the same time. And yeah. so I just started playing with it. The one downside to standby mode is that you can only set up standby mode when you're in standby mode. So like last night when I was fiddling with it, I found me taking the stand and putting it on my lap to try and <laughs> fiddle with some of the right. widgets and stuff like that. So, um, but I am, I'm all in on this. So, yeah. um, and now, uh, some folks may disagree with this. I did not get the uh, fast charging versions of these. It more than doubles the cost associated with these these stands and these chargers. Now, mm-hmm. I may for my trailer next season, right? I may right. decide to do something like that for the trailer because if I'm charging when I'm camping, I want it to go fast. So, because right. you're you're constantly in and out and things like right. that. So I, I would agree. You would need yep. to charge faster. 
Now, I did want to be able to continue to fast charge my watch, which influenced what I ended up doing for my nightstand, but I don't need a charger for my watch in my office. It's on my wrist, right? And the Ultra lasts yes. all day long and then some. So, um, so I did not get the fast charging versions. For part of the reason is if it's just going to sit on that stand all day, mm-hmm. slow charge is fine. Right, because yep. it's it just is. never going to discharge. It's just going to sit there and trickle charge the whole time and, and be okay. fine. But the widgets on there, so there's three screens on standby mode. The first one's all the widgets you want to put on there, and you can do clocks, and you can do various things, and people can add widgets onto it, like Fantastical did, so I'm actually using their mm-hmm. version of the calendar instead of Apple's. And then you've got a middle one, which is you can choose photo albums. Now, that mm-hmm. one's going to be better on the 15 Pro Max because I get the always on screen. Because if my screen dims, it locks the phone and then it won't show the photos. Yeah. So that'll be, that one will be cool. And then the third one is the one I use at night, which is just a clock. And then it's, it's almost like your watch nightstand mode, right? It's almost the exact same yes. thing. And then it's got the time for your alarm and then the weather, little weather snippet, which is perfect. So that's what I'm using in my, uh, in, on my nightstand. And the one I'll use in here will most likely be the widget one because I can flip between you know, what are my next yes. to-dos and calendar and, and all of that kind of stuff. But I'm all in. Uh, you recommended I get the floating ones instead of the ones that sit yes. on my desk because you just basically tilt it up and it pops off yeah. the magnet. Yeah. But when you want to put it on, it just aligns it perfectly, which was actually a challenge with my AirPods on these. I've learned right. that I need, to put my, I need to put my AirPods um, so that the lid is towards me instead of towards the back of the stand. That aligns okay. better for whatever reason. Um, okay. And I, I, I thought maybe it that. was I thought maybe it was the leather case I've got on my AirPods, but it's not. If I turn it around, it works just fine. I mean, it's charging right now. I just drop it on that direction. Seems to yeah. be good to go. So, so I have that yeah. two way in here, and then I bought a three way that's got a little puck thing that pops up for the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. But I got that one. One, it was cheaper than most of the others. Two, it didn't come with the Apple. Uh, watch puck because i already have a fast charging one here and in my trailer and Mm -hmm. so i didn't need another puck so i didn't want to pay the extra money to get the puck and so i just thread the puck up in and it sits vertical and i can set my watch on there to charge and then it's got the place for my airpods and it's got it's basically the same stand plus the air or the apple watch charger in my in my nightstand so i'll have another week's worth of experience next week but I am loving it. And my wife actually said, oh, that'll be great when I'm getting ready in the bathroom in the morning because usually she's got her watch on a charger in the morning when she's getting ready. And she says, I can just peek out the door and see your phone. And I said, yeah, it'll always be on by the time, you know, when I get the new phone. And she's like, that'll be perfect because I can see it from clear across the room. So I'm all in on this. Um, Yeah. I've organized the widgets the way I think I want them. Now it may change when I get the bigger phone. But the other thing that's super awesome is I always have media playing. In my, mm-hmm. in my bedroom, it's going to be playing on my paired HomePod minis. In my office, it's on the single HomePod mini I have in here. And there's mm-hmm. a now playing widget that just pops up automatically. And notifications yep. Yep. come mm-hmm. in and all that kind of stuff. And if you want to get rid of the now playing, you just flick it up. And then there's a little HomePod icon sitting mm-hmm. up there. If you want it back, you just tap on it. You can control your media, but it's back. So I'm... I'm all in on this. I'll definitely be going MagSafe in my trailer as well. And then um, we'll see because I realized that my wife's got the 13 mini. So it's yes. got 
MagSafe 2, and I had forgotten about that, even though I had just bought her a wallet or tested a wallet on it. So yeah, um, yeah. so she may get always be able to throw it on your charger too whenever she needs to charge really quick. Right. My, my wife does because my my side of the bed is by the door, so she'll just come in and throw her watch or her charger on there. And yeah, yeah. And if I decide that it, this charger, this triple charger, is great, but I see something I want different, I can just hand this one off to her because she's mm-hmm. also got AirPods Pro. And um, I don't know if they have the wireless charging case or not, though. First, uh, maybe. I'll have to see. So I think the Pro 2 it was, is when it came. Because I remember it was optional. You can buy it whenever they did yeah. those, the second. No, it has maybe. to be on the original Pro because mine has it. So I'll have to test hers. But anyway, yeah. so but then she could have her watch charging on her nightstand instead of in the bathroom, which might be better yeah. for her, too. So, um, yeah, the MagSnafe is just... Fantastic. Now, maybe I'll decide that I do want the high-speed charging. Like I said, I think I want it in my trailer, and I think I'm going to get that little Anchor cube. So Anchor's got this little cube that pops up mm-hmm. on the top for your um, for your phone, for your, for slides yeah. out on the side for your watch, oh, yeah. and has a yeah. drawer on the back for the Qi charger for your AirPods. So that might be yeah. what I end up going with um, there. The only thing is when... The thing about trailers is if I'm not plugged into power, then I have to use the USB ports to charge directly. So I'll have to figure yeah. that out a little bit. But anyway, so yeah, I'm all in on the MagSafe now. Yeah, sign me up. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try and find one for my truck, right? Uh, at least a, yeah. a mount for my truck so I can have it in there. I don't drive it a ton. My truck can sit in the garage for a week or more at a time without moving. But uh, <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you went with the the one, you, the anchor one that you went with. The first one you showed me was like an off brand. I, I don't remember what brand it was, but it was just one of those Amazon import brands. Yeah. And I saw it. I'm like, yeah, it looks really cool. But um, I noticed with those, the base are usually so light because I went through the same thing when I was looking for a base before I found this one. I mean, looking for a MagSafe charger. Base is so light. You grab the phone. It pulls the phone because that magnet is strong. Yeah. It pulls the phone and the base and the, you know what I mean? So then I went through a version where I had to actually double side tape it down to my nightstand and uh, still wasn't. So I went with one with a little more quality, which was the Belkin one that I shared with you, which looks similar to the, the anchor one that yep. you got. The base is heavier. Uh, uh, the base is, um, um, it's also a charger too for your AirPods and stuff like that. So when you sent it, the the picture of it, I'm like, well, I, I thought you were going with the other one. I was I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised and, and relieved that you went with that one. So it looks really good. Yeah, so I think you made the good choice. Well, and I've already tested it with my case. Here's the funny thing. So I, you know, I wanted to make sure that the new case came out that it was MagSafe compatible too, and so yes. it magnets right onto the stand. The cool thing is, I was able to take my iPhone 12 because it fits inside that case mm-hmm. and has MagSafe. It- and, and I lined it up there and it pulled the phone on and started charging the phone too. So I oh, know really? that the new iPhone will definitely charge through there yeah. because I can get that to do it. And even the, <clears throat> excuse me, the current case that I have on my phone because mm-hmm. I scratched those edges. Right. And I had thrown away my Apple leather MagSafe case cause it had just died, but this is just yeah. a cheapo, not MagSafe compatible. And it's a little thicker. It will still charge through that case but okay. it's not as strong on there. If I bump the stand, it slides off. Yeah. So, but off, if I, but it'll if still I, charge. At least. Yeah. But if I angle it up, cause the stand's got an adjustable head, 
right? If I lay it a little right. more level, it'll stay on better. But yeah, so these stands I think are going to be perfect and yeah. they weren't expensive. I think one of them was $36. And then the one reason I went up to the triple is because when I saw it, it was only like $46. So yeah. it wasn't that much more expensive. And this triple charger is actually designed for the old watch puck that's got the USB-A end. Because you can actually okay. wind the cord up inside of the stand itself. And there's a USB-A port inside okay. the base. So I could wind the whole cord up and not have a cord going out. But I want a fast charge and you need the USB-C puck for that. Right. So. right. Okay. Well, good choice. So did you try the one? It was like a little tripod MagSafe stand. Did you yeah, send that no. one back or did you cancel even, the order? I didn't even order okay, it. Okay, good. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I went through a, quite a few of those and they, it was always just a hassle doing those. They slide all around. And again, there was another one I had to tape to the nightstand to get it to stay still. And I'm like, oh, don't even bother with those. So no, no, good choice. So let's move on to the watch. So I, I. I, we both wear our watches daily, right? So we get a lot of use out of these things. And the one thing I, I got to say that I'm enjoying are those new watch faces, right? I love all of those watch faces. I love the Snoopy one. I love, and, and it wasn't even a new watch face, right? I just took your, your recommendation and went with using those, uh, those portraits that I take on the phone and, and scrolling through those and using them with the widgets. But, um, now it's the, uh, the yeah. new modular watch face on it. And, and uh, I just, I absolutely love all of those watch faces. So we talked before about paying for premium watch faces, right? You and I both, I know the majority of people won't do it. They're like, why am I going to, why am I going to pay five bucks or whatever for, and they have all these free ones. I would pay for some premium ones, but I actually enjoy waiting for these new ones that come out every year. You know what I mean? Sometimes I get some that I absolutely won't ever use, kaleidoscope and things like that. Remember when they had the liquid metal and the fire and the ice? I ones? like I never that. used those. I did used you use them, those? But the problem is there's no complications unless you want to put them on right, the corners right. and then it doesn't look as good, right? So you want that right. liquid to take up the whole thing. So I might try them again. But here's the thing: I'm with you. I'm probably going to switch back to the um, the wayfinder and the new mm -hmm. modular one yes because unless the apps that i use on the watch do a better job with widgets and the little icon in the shortcuts one right where you can put three icons down there yes because i need overcast or outlook uh, and a couple of those in that little drawer and yeah. if they don't come out with those i'm going to go back to using the other one because yes it's great to be able to pull those widgets up but like I expected Fantastical to have some mm -hmm. awesome widget choices on there, right? right? And so and they, they still released, may come. They might, but they released their update yesterday. And so I thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's the first one I'll get to test. So from a widget standpoint, not the little icon, but from a widget standpoint, you can launch Fantastical. You can mm -hmm. see what's next. So that's either a task or an appointment uh up next timeline which mine's not even loading on or you can get the date okay and so it's so not a lot just of functionality went, nah and i mean like i look at i just loaded the up next timeline and it's got you know i don't have anything scheduled so it's not showing anything it's just like eh, on that but then so not going to use those and then when i go into the triple icon one um 
there's not even Fantastical did. Let me try and see what they did. I'm trying to remove it, and it's not. There we go. Um, by the way, pro tip there, don't try and tap on the little minus sign. Actually tap on the icon, and then it removes it. So for a t okay. Fantastical, all you can put on there is today's date, launch Fantastical, up next, which is really doesn't have anything, and how many tasks or how many events you have remaining for the day. So that's yeah. not what I want in there. So I don't know. I'm hoping that Overcast will put that in there. So what I've put in there is music, actually the mindfulness the to log your mood, and messages. Okay. So yeah, I mean that widgets. I love the idea behind it, but I need, I need more flexibility yeah. down there. Otherwise, I'm just gonna go back to that modular watch face, which will be sad because right. Snoopy is so dang awesome. And and that was that was my next thing. So you know, I mentioned that I love using a portrait watch face. I, I love seeing my kids and and my wife, and still be able to access those widgets. The Snoopy one, the same thing, and still be able to access those widgets and stuff. But the bad news is, since I've been using the modular <laughs> watch face, I hadn't—I don't even remember scrolling to look at widgets on this thing. So it's good and it's bad news. But man, I really love this this new modular yeah. <laughs> watch face. It looks really good, and it has everything I need. You know, my home app, my messages, uh, the weather—I can see. You know, my my um, you, you know my my activity status and things like that, and the temperature outside. It's just you know everything yeah. that i need that right there so it's it's good and bad but once i switch back to the snoopy which i plan on doing today or tomorrow i'll um i'll go back to using my widgets and stuff again well, especially while you're on vacation when none of that stuff is going to be updating right right, right. none of, i don't need any of that information yeah. anyway right so yeah i'm looking at mine so that new modular one i've got my activity rings the date and the day of the week and music mm -hmm. along the top then I've got the smaller version of the time. Then I've got okay. kind of the expanded forecast that tells you what it is now, what the high is going to be, what the low is going to be. And then, you know, now 12, 1, 2, 3. So that's what I've got in the middle is that bigger weather kind of view. Yeah. And then on the bottom, I've got messages, overcast, and outlook. And then I've got it set to where around the edge, every second, it's filling in one of the little lines. Yep. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, which which I mean, it looks really cool. So yeah. <laughs> I, I'm loving that one. I've been on it for the last uh, the last week or so since we updated. And so, what apps do you have on yours? What do you what what do you how do you have yours set up? So for for my job, you know, since I'm working outside most of the time, I have the weather up top. So I have the temperature, the high and the low. Um, this one is the um, it shows it has the sun the sun there, so it shows like. Um, whether it's cloudy or, or, or whatever like that. And if you haven't um, lived in Houston, you pay attention to the weather at a micro level. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. And then the third one is the, the chance of rain, which no, no chance of rain today. So um, it, and it shows me where, which area I'm in. So if, if it's going to rain in nine minutes in the area I'm in, it usually is pretty accurate with that. So the middle, I have, the, of course, the digital clock. And then that, that, that top complication um what what do they, what do they call it the mid bottom the or, or something like that the big one the big one that's my um my activity so it's the timeline of the activity so it has the entire day and it shows my the calories the uh, the workout and and my um my standing um uh, hours then at the bottom i have 
I always need to have my watch battery life in the middle. So no matter which complication, and I know we can get to it from other ways. I can check it on the phone, on that widget and stuff. But I always like to look at the watch and see. And that's just always, it's been ingrained in me from the series one and two and, and three because yeah. you know we didn't have all day battery life so i yep. needed to see hey do i need to charge this before i go to the gym or do i need to charge this before i leave the house or something like that so i'm always just used to having that battery percentage there so that's right there in the middle um to the right is my home app and again uh thankfully it pops up and it has the the favorites or the, the last use or whatever. So the, the lights I use the most, the garage door, the lights in the room, the things I control the most, they usually pop up first. And uh, I love that. I love that about, about the app without having to scroll through. And then uh, finally to the, to the left-hand side, I have my messages, which is another one I'm constantly tapping and viewing those messages on. So, and then like you, I have the seconds uh, along the edge. So yeah, everything I need is right here, you know, yep. right here on the screen. So I think maybe we could do a, each of us do a short that just shows the face so people can see what we were just talking about and how yeah. it looks. Oh yeah. That, yeah. That's cool. I can re record that while on the go while being out. So. so that's it for the watch the iPad. I know cause you have your mini right now. Um, you, you don't have a pro, so I know you don't get into it much, but, um, what, what have you used it? For. Health app. I reset up my lock screen with the uh, widgets, and I plan on doing some more widget work using some of the apps that I've been discovering. Yeah. So um, uh, here's the problem: um, MagSafe has spoiled me. And <laughs> Already, <laughs> MagSafe plus standby, and I'm just sitting here looking at my iPad Mini that I have to plug in like an animal. To quote Renee Ritchie. Right, I have to plug it in, and I don't have standby mode. Just give me MagSafe on the next iPad Mini, and let me put standby mode on this. Yes, seriously, because I would swap. I wouldn't do that with my phone here in my office. Right, mm -hmm. I would still use my phone for standby mode at night on my nightstand, but in my office, it would be all iPad Mini, all yeah. iPad Mini if I had that there. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've done the widgets and the lock screen and I plan on doing a little more, but it just I don't do stage manager, which was the big transformation, right? Yeah. Because they finally got stage manager right. I don't do it because I don't use my iPad mini like a laptop. So when I yeah. get the new iPad next spring and I am most likely, you know, we talked, I need to upgrade my laptop because the battery life is just getting terrible yeah. on this thing. And um, I'm probably going to go iPad instead of another Mac. So especially now that I think we've worked out a few of the ways that we can record. So yeah. Um, so yeah, when I go there, I'll I'll fiddle around with a lot more stuff. But beyond that, I mean, even when I looked at Federico Vitici's iOS 17 and iPadOS 17 review, there mm -hmm. was very little that was iPad specific beyond, um, you know, how you do some of the widgets and uh, yeah. the changes to Stage Manager. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. So I have two things and, and we can save these for uh, another show too, when we do a deeper dive, because I'm sure we're going to talk about stage manager and, and ways to use it, um, uh, you know, in your, in your daily lives, uh, uh, you know, in a lot more detail, but the first thing I had, it was stage manager and man, I, I love the freedom to be able to resize these windows and move them around and they don't have to snap to Apple's fixed locations that they had originally it just 
a simple thing just made it so much better, right? So um, that's one thing. So the second thing is kind of a weird little story. So if, if you guys have been listening, you know I've been excited for these widgets on the lock screen and, and not necessarily the interactive widgets because that's cool on, on all devices, but um, just having lock screen widgets was something I look forward to. I was looking forward to. Now, I set the widgets on my iPad. I got them, you know, installed the beta, started playing around with them, got them set. And I'm like, just for consistency, I set them the same way on my, a couple of the same widgets on my iPhone too. I find myself not using the widgets on the iPad at all. I've used the iPad with the iPhone widgets, lock screen widgets more than I have on the iPad. And we've had lock screen widgets on the iPhone since iOS 16. So yeah. it's weird. Somehow adding those widgets to the iPad has forced me to use it on my phone more. So I don't know. I thought that was a funny story that I would share. Um, but other than that, just like you, the, the health app is one thing that I, I go to daily uh, on the iPad. Um, I use uh, Stage Manager more than the, the other methods of multitasking, split screen and slide over. Uh, I don't I don't believe I've used either one of those since I've started using the Stage Manager full time. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So not much with the iPad, but um, still, still really great experiences. So, All right. Well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. this is, this is your main device, so we'll see. Yeah. I just, it's just the changes that they're making are really not designed for the mini, at least not what I do on the mini. Right. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I'm pretty sure, you know, a, a new mini would come with its own new features and stuff like that. But until then, Yeah. Like we would, I would always complain that the iPad was, was, was just getting stretched out versions of iPhone apps and they finally got around to focusing on the iPad. Then there was a period where the 12.9 uh, inch iPad was just getting stretched out versions of the iPad. I think that the iPad mini is just getting shrunk down version of iPad apps now and not necessarily, um, you know, taking advantage of that smaller screen and stuff like that. So, but yeah. we'll see. I agree. Always the future to look forward to. All right, Greg. Well, that's all I had this week. You want to throw anything else in in the post show? I don't think so. I'm excited about right. the next couple of weeks. Uh, get new stuff this Friday. Maybe if I'm lucky, my phone will show up the Friday after the 29th. So, yep. I think so. I think you'll get it sooner than that first week in October. So we'll see. Either way, uh, I hope it comes on a Friday because or that I've gotten all my consulting work done before it shows up that day, right? Because right, I'll be done right. for a couple weeks. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to start from scratch now. You know what I mean? If yeah. I'm really tweaking this phone to get it the way I want, there, I can see both sides of it. I remember that you know a couple of times when I've started from scratch, I lose like game progress, which doesn't seem like a big deal. But like, there's one game mm -hmm. that I've played for a decade, Temple Run. Uh, yeah. Temple Run 2. And I remember one time I lost a bunch of progress on there, and I was so mad. Um, I don't play it all the time and that's not really that big of a deal, but so I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll I guess we'll find out once I say, oh, I set up the phone and we'll talk about how I set yeah. it up. So, yeah. And I think you can restore from your backup and still get as much as a new experience as you would started from scratch. I think starting from scratch would just give you more time to explore and reset those settings and recustomize things and may yeah. rediscover some things that you don't remember that, you know, that you had. But other than that, I don't see you. I think you can restore and still get a good experience. Yeah, we'll see when it comes up, you know, what kind of a mood I'm in. Or if I did like a couple of times I've done it where I started to restore from scratch and then 
got so frustrated putting in passwords and said, never mind, wipe and store from restore from backup, right? So Yeah. Yeah. So Okay. okay. All right guys. Well we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks everyone.